Shout aloud, hallelujah. Someone grateful to God again to see another hour of visitation. Jump on your feet and shout aloud, hallelujah. Shiloh 2020. Shall we all lift up our hands and lift up our voice this morning? And let's together give quality thanks to God again. Someone grateful to God to see another hour of visitation this morning. Lift up your voice uh, with a loud voice of appreciation. Let's give thanks to God again this morning. Our Father and our God, we bless you. We appreciate you again for the privilege to be gathered together. Even on this mountain this morning, someone grateful to God, lift up your voice, wave your hands to him, appreciate this faithful God for gathering you again into his sanctuary. Magnify him. Let's glorify him together. He has done all things well. You are grateful to God, express your appreciation. Magnify him. Glorify this faithful God. Celebrate the God of Shiloh who has been doing great things since Shiloh 2020 began. Appreciate him. Glorify him. Let's celebrate him together. Our Father, we bless you. We give you all the glory for your diverse visitations in our midst since Shiloh began. We appreciate you. We glorify you. We celebrate your faithfulness. You are truly grateful. God is hearing your sound of appreciation. You are celebrating him. You are glorifying him. Thanking him again for the diverse encounters, the diverse torn around encounters since Shiloh 2020 began. Our Father, we bless you. We thank you for the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Thank you for your outstretched hand doing great and mighty things on this mountain of Shiloh 2020. Someone lift up your voice. Don't be tired of appreciating him. Glorify his name. We serve a faithful God. We glorify you, Jesus. Why not at this point begin to set your expectation right for this hour of visitation? My Father, my God, I have not come to search you in vain. I'm come for an encounter this morning. Lift up your voice. Set the pace for your encounter this morning. Set the pace for your own visitation. Even this morning, speak to the Father this morning. My Father, my God, on this mountain this morning, in this hour of visitation, send me my own word, my own word that will bet my turnaround encounters. Lift up your voice. Express your expectation. He has not called the seed of Jacob to seek him in vain. We have come this morning on this mountain for an encounter of change, an encounter of turnaround. But we must express our expectation. Lift up your voice. Someone is speaking to God this morning. You are setting your expectation right. My Father, I am here for an encounter with you. Send me my own word, my word that will bet my desire torn around encounters, even in this hour of visitation. Thank you, precious Father. Lift up your hands. Wave those hands to Jesus as a sign of expectation this morning. Our Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let your amen be strong and alive. We believe you have a testimony to share this morning. Please hurry quickly to the honor entrance just behind the pastor section. You document your testimonies and you'll be called in due course. Celebrate Jesus this morning with the biggest clap you can and with the biggest shout of praise. Let's receive the choir this morning. Somebody glad to see the third day in Shiloh 2020. Give the Lord a shout of praise. That is why you are called Jehovah. That is why you are called Jehovah. What you say you will do, that is what you will do, and that is why you are called Jehovah. That is why you are called. Somebody worship me. That is why you were called Jehovah. That is why you are called. You are called Jehovah. Cause what you say is what you do, Lord. And that is what you will do. That is why you were called. He's doing it in your life. In my life, that is why you are called. Jehovah. That is why you are called Jehovah. Lift to hands and worship. Let him hear your voice. What you say, you will do, Lord. That is what you will do. That is why you were called. Jehovah. Are you confident this morning? Lift your voice. That is why you were called. Jehovah. That is why you were called Jehovah. We are welcome to seek you in vain, Jesus. We are going with a chase story. What you say you will do, Lord. That is what you will do. And that is why you were called. That is why. Oh, that is why you were called. What you say you will do, Lord. 
returning back the same way I came. Show you will do it in my life. That is what you are called Jehovah. Put those beautiful hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, all your people, and shout unto the Lord in a voice of triumph. Lord, you are so good. Blessed be your name. Hey, Lord, you are so good. Blessed be your name. For in heaven you are the Lord. On earth you reign it forever. Oh, Lord, how great I are. Hey, blessed be your name. Lord, you are so good. Lord, you are so good. Let's be your name. Let's be your name. Jehovah, you are so good. Lord, you are so good. Let's be your name. In heaven, you are the Lord. On that you reign and forever. Oh, Lord, I pray that one. Oh, let's be your name. In heaven you are the Lord On that you run and forever Oh Lord Oh blessed be your name In heaven you are the Lord On earth Oh Lord Blessed be your name
Jesus higher. I will lift him my to you above my God. Lift Jesus higher. Story changing God, miracle walking God. Hallelujah! My heart for an Omega God. My story turning God. Lift him high. Lift Jesus higher. He's a darling of a leader. He's a darling of a leader. My story has changed. He's a darling of a leader. He has come, the darling of a leader. I am going to my high places. He's a darling of a leader. Was blind, I can see. It's a turning up a new day. I was slim, now I can walk. It's a turning up a new day. Hey, Jesus, Hallelujah. And the Lord appeared unto Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. We are here in this visitation hour beset to catch his appearance from his word. I will watch to see. So stay on the watch to catch when he appears to you through his word this morning session. It shall be an awesome time. Somebody will catch something this morning that will keep turning things around in your life forever. Somebody will catch something this morning that will keep turning your life around forever. Somebody will catch something this morning that will become like a spiritual tonic in your spirit. You know, some wines have 200 years lifespan, some 250 years. Depending on how they find. 
and that's the word of God. The most refined wine of all wines in the world. It keeps turning you on and turning you on and turning you on and turning you on as if you are drunk. When the wine of the world comes through, it keeps you intoxicated through life. I caught the wine of Matthew 63, it's like yesterday. It keeps turning me on and turning me on and turning me on. Somebody will catch something this morning that will keep turning you on for life. I caught the wine of prosperity and I stood up and spawned like a cocaine. Cocoon, sorry. And um, yeah, I can never be poor. That's not the water of the world. That's not the milk of the world. That's not the meat of the world. You can't, there's no way you can eat to get intoxicated. You can only get heavy in your stomach. But when there are some wine, if you take a little, a little of it, <laughs> your hair will be turning. Now, somebody will catch the wine of the world this morning. Some fellows thought we are drunk. Oh, no. We are wined. <laughs> it's the wine of the world that gets you intoxicated. You're just turning and turning. Amen. You touch a drunkard, he explodes. That's who we are. Amen. You explode against the devil and his agents. You don't have to prepare for it. The drunkard doesn't have to prepare. He's just drunk. He's in that state. It's not that he's now preparing to be violent. There is violence inside him by reason of that intoxication. The word is coming. It will get you and I intoxicated to another level. So, whosoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to his people. You will hear this morning. Somebody excited about the visitation hour? This is the second visitation hour in this glorious prophetic event. It must deliver in your life. The first word this morning is coming through one of my sons in the gospel who has been here since the beginning of the church. Amen. And has been a faithful steward. You leave anything in his hand, you can go to bed. It's done. Amen. You know, the Bible said, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. So he's kept being blessed. I still remember he was among the first pastors that owned a house in Kaduna. As a civil servant then, Blessed, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. But he that makes haste to be rich by cutting corners, he shall have many a cause. He has proved that over the years, and the word of God flourishes in his mouth. And it's a blessing to wherever he descends him, and he has always come back with testimonies. 
Amen. Today, he serves as the Vice President Mission Inspection Services in the ministry. Join me welcome Bishop Thomas Aremo as he shares the word today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we lift up our two hands to heaven in expectation of God's word in this hour of visitation? First and foremost, let's appreciate the word we have received to date, the revelation of his word, because the Lord gave the word. Give him thanks. For those insights you have received personally. For those words in season that came to you. For that word sent to you. Which is already given you your turn around encounter. Father, we thank you. You have visited us. We have heard your word. We have received diversities of encounter. Thank you, precious Lord. And I want to say to everyone under the sound of my voice, the Lord will surely visit you this hour. And he will change everything about you around for good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, thank you. Lord, send us your word this morning. We are yet hungry for your word. Feed us from your word. Bless us in your word. Instruct us by your word. Control us by your word. And give us the next turnaround by your word. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Shout a most believing. Amen. Amen. If you are ready for the world, put your hands together for Jesus. And please be seated. I want to appreciate my father. God's servant, the apostle over this commission. Who has given me this awesome privilege. To bring the word of life to us. Following him from 1983, just immediately after my service here. Everything about me through him has changed. And the same thing is happening right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Before I go into the war, let me start with a testimony. After service here in Joss, I love being in Joss. I like the environment, the weather, everything. And fortunately for me, I was appointed in ITF. So I was so excited. That was where I served. I was very excited. I have other jobs, but I decided to choose the one of Joss. 
And suddenly after two weeks, I was told that I was on transfer to Kaduna. That punctured my excitement. And from my background of fasting and prayer, because I was a CAC, I declared three days of fasting and prayer to cancel the posting. Sometimes we just fast and pray in ignorance, and at the end of our fasting, the Holy Ghost will still say, this is what you are to do. Now, on the third day of my fasting, he said, why are you not going to Kaduna? I said, I don't like it. He said, I ask you to work with this organization. And does it now mean that when they now transfer you to another location, you are not to work there again? Because I was already devising in my heart that I will go and take another job in Lagos. And he said, I'm the one sending you to Kaduna. Arise and go. And look at the Holy Ghost with precision. As soon as I got to Kaduna, I saw fathers in the faith who were with us in Joss. And that was why I was informed that the Living Faith Church worldwide was starting. And I went. Now, the same Kaduna that I would have ignored and rejected was where my destiny was molded up. As you engage the Holy Spirit from now, you will not miss again whatever belongs to you. And in the same Kaduna, I was one of the eight deacons ordained. In the same Kaduna, I have all my children. In the same Kaduna, I became, I qualified as a charter accountant in 1984. The same Kaduna, I built my first house. Every plan of the devil to teleguide you from where you belong shall not prosper. I'm privileged to take the word on engage with the Holy Spirit. Engage with the Holy Ghost. The word engage means get him involved. Let him take preeminence. Never ignore him. If turn around is your target, then engagement with him is a must. As we have heard from the introductory night, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of turnaround. He's the mastermind for everything pertaining to your turnaround. So engage with the Holy Spirit. Engage with the Holy Ghost. Life that is run alone may end up in a crash. Life is too detailed that no matter, no matter is education, capacity, and age, no man is able to know all that pertains to life. But there is someone, his name is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he was there when you were formed. He was there at creation. He was the first to show up after God decided to create the heaven and the earth. Genesis 1. 
Verse 1. You see God in that first verse. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the heart. And the next thing was challenge. And the heart was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. But look at the turnaround. Spirit. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the heart, of the waters. From today, may the Holy Ghost that we are talking about begin to move in your life. When it moves in your life, forget the challenges. They will become a walkover. You will walk on them and walk through you to turn them to testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. Is it not good to commit yourself to the one who knows you from your mother's womb? And who knows the heart from the foundation of it? And who has detail about life? Most of the time, we are absolutely ignorant. In fact, most of the time we do it, we do it in ignorance because we will not consult and engage the one who knows all. Is the spirit of knowledge? Is the spirit of understanding? Is the spirit of wisdom? Is the one that knows the step to take? My prayer is this. Everyone under the sound of my voice will humble himself to engage the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. He has been in the beginning. He continued. Even in the Old Testament, you will see the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So it's an eternal spirit. And every time you see the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. You see what happened. You see signs and wonder. You see miracle. You see turn around. I command that that spirit, the Holy Spirit, come upon you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Life is a wilderness of wild beasts. The Bible talks about the beast of the heart. How will you survive here without a guide? And our guide is the Holy Spirit. He said, when he come, he will teach you all things. He will bring all things to your remembrance. He will receive of me and show it to you. He's the one. You can't make it alone. So he continued until the New Testament. The Holy Ghost is the power base of the ministry of Jesus. Everything you see, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they are the works of the Holy Ghost. And in Luke 3.21, right from the beginning, Jesus engaged the Holy Spirit. He's the Son, the only begotten of the Father. Yet, he needed to engage the Holy Spirit before anything. Luke 3.21, 
to fulfill all righteousness, he was baptized. And now when all the people were baptized, it came to power that Jesus also being baptized, praying, the heaven was open. And look at the next verse. And the Holy Ghost descended in bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. I decree that 24-7, the Holy Ghost will be upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The apostles were not apostles. All those acts of the apostles are the acts of the Holy Spirit. You saw them going into hiding because, you see, the flesh will disappoint you any day. No matter who you are, men of high degree, men of low degree, they are all vanity. They are empty. Peter the bold. Anywhere you are going, I'm there for you. He went and bought his word. But when he was confronted with situation beyond the capacity of the flesh, he crashed. Don't trust yourself the way you are doing. I I'm a man of myself. I, 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 you don't know? You don't know me? <laughs> You will crash. The Bible says, trust in him at all times because God is a refuge for his people. And so when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Acts 2, 1 to 4. The Holy Ghost came upon all of them and they become a change man. You are departing from Shiloh 2020, a change man. Not only that, a change agent. Not only that, you are going to take charge of the affairs wherever you go. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, I can't leave you like this. I can't leave you comfortless. I can't leave you helpless. If I leave you like this, the devil will take over. John 14, 16 to 17. He said, let me give you another comforter. John 14, 16 to 17. He said, I give you another, I'll pray the father, and he shall give you another. You know that word another means someone like me. My duplicate. The one who can represent me fully. Another comforter. And what did he say we do? He said, who will be with you forever. And verse 17 said, the, but the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive before it seeth him not. So the worldly can connect or engage him because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. May I inform you 
The Holy Ghost dwells in your invisible to influence the visible. He dwells in you. <laughs> That's where he dwells. It's not on your head. It's in your heart. That's where he dwells. He dwells in you. Somebody begin to say, Holy Ghost, dwell afresh in me. Dwell afresh in me. Permeate my spirit, soul, and body. Possess me in totality. When somebody's doing one kind of thing, they say it's possessed of demon. That is possessed of evil spirit. That's how we are to be possessed of the Holy Spirit. And once you are possessed with the Holy Ghost, he takes charge. Turn around is not by power or might, but by the Spirit of God. Zechariah 4, 6. You can make things to happen by your own effort. The Holy Spirit walking behind the scene is what culminates in open testimony. He walks behind you. He prompts you to connect with you. And then you see a testimony showing forth. I commend you to God and to the power of his spirit. That by this message, God will give you a new beginning. In the name of Jesus Christ. What then is his relevance? In securing your turn around encounter. The Holy Spirit is relevant in everything. Anything you will hold from him, that's your choice. And when you will hold any part of your life or affairs from him, you are on your own. That's where regrets come from. Disappointment comes from. Weeping and gnashing of teeth come from. So the Holy Spirit is relevant in everything. In your going out, it's relevant. In your coming in, it's relevant. In ministry, it's relevant. In your secular job, it's relevant. It's relevant to you as a student. Relevant to the businessman. It's relevant to everyone who cares to engage him. Let me be mentioning who he is in terms of dimensions. He is the spirit of holiness. Romans 1.4 Your strive for holiness will be so frustrating without the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. It was the spirit of holiness that made Jesus to be a son of God with power. So is the spirit of holiness. You want to be holy? Well, it's good to be disciplined. It's good to be morally upright. It's good to avoid too many things and everything that can corrupt. But that's not all. <laughs> the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness ought to be teaching you all things. 
everything look lawful on the earth. Acceptable standard to the world. But the Holy Ghost will tell you, be careful. When you are going beyond your limit, be careful. Be careful with that girl. He has other mission. Other than the simple friendliness that you are depicting. Be careful. Caution. Caution. He is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. No one fear God without the Holy Spirit. So he controls your conscience. He sanctifies your conscience. To have a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men. See him again. He's the spirit of truth. Without him, you will walk in error without knowing. The lying ministry of the devil will catch up with you. You will be telling lies in hypocrisy and say that is just your weakness. John 8, 44. Satan is so smart and crafty that he will round you all without the spirit of truth. He said, you of your father the devil and the loss of your father you will do. He said, mother from the beginning and abode not in truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he's a liar. And the father of it. You will follow the liar. And you will follow the lie. Without knowing. But it's the spirit of truth. Again. He's the spirit of faith. We have in the spirit of faith. Therefore we are spoken. Look at that. As powerful as faith is. He's the spirit of faith. <laughs> Can you see the dimensions? Is relevant. Is the spirit of grace. For the apostle I'm what I am by the grace of God. And grace is what made great. And grace is the summation of supernatural help that you will require here. What else? Is the spirit of grace and supplication. He's the one who will pet our infirmity in prayers. Otherwise, you want to pray for one hour after five minutes, ten minutes. You don't know what to say again. Damn fair repetition. But he gives utterance in prayer. In Romans 8, 26, he said, The Spirit helped what? Our infirmities. That word infirmity means inadequacy, insufficiency, weakness. For we know not what we should pray as we are. There's a standard required of us in prayer. We couldn't call. But the Spirit, he said, make it intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's the Spirit of grace and supplication. And I command for your prayer life to be energized. Receive fresh baptism of the Spirit of grace and supplication. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look at the powerful message we have from God's servant yesterday on love. That is his first characteristics. Love. That is his character, his attribute. 
is the spirit of love. One of the evidence that he dwells in you and you have engaged him in your destiny is to keep loving. Loving God becomes a walkover. Loving your neighbor, there's no struggle because he's the spirit of love. He's the spirit of love. He's the spirit of excellence. <laughs> because wisdom and understanding belongs to him. And everything you will now demand for turn around is packaged in the seven dimension of the Holy Spirit. There's only one spirit. But it can operate in seven dimensions. Isaiah 11, 2. And all this dimension was on Jesus. That's why he's turned around, personified. In Isaiah 11, 2. And the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> That's one of his dimensions. Shall rest upon him. And you remember Luke 4, 18. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And what else? Let's continue that scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And in Isaiah 11, 2, let's continue. The Spirit of what? Wisdom. And wisdom is the principal thing. And understanding. The Spirit of counsel and mind. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the law. Mm. For example, you need the spirit of cancer. Many choices before you. How do you know which one is the best? Everything calling for attention. How do you know which one to attend to? Spirit of cancer. So, he wants to be your counselor. And he cancel you to break through. He cancel you to turn around. All through the school, my school day, I know him. And even till now, as my counselor, two weeks before exam, I will fast for three days. Friday, Saturday, round up on Sunday. What am I asking for? Holy Ghost, what is coming out? Guide me in my preparation. And I will be reading something. I will hear him speaking. That will not come out. Holy Ghost, what will come? I say, go to page 14. Master the illustration there. It will be copied verbatim. The Holy Ghost. I have some challenge in management mathematics because I did arithmetic most of my secondary school. And when they say algebra and all the rest of it, it's like Greek. I don't understand what they are talking about. <laughs> I cram some things to pass. I managed to have six, C6 six in my YX exam, for which I'm most grateful. <laughs> so when you say mathematics, quantitative analysis, I'm the weakest. So I employ and engage the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know I don't know this subject. Oh. You are the one who helped me for GCE. The school sat. Now, 
teach me. The Holy Spirit is wonderful. And I will see a personality because it's a personality. It's not a meat. It's not something. It's not a, just something somewhere. He will come to me in my dream and give me questions to walk. And I will walk it. And he will do the correction. And I will wake up. You know when he comes, he will teach you how many things? The Holy Spirit knows physics. Oh. Mathematics is not a problem to him. Whatever it is, no matter where the examiner is coming from, he knows how to educate you. So within these three days of preparation, after that's two weeks to the time, he will be, I will be hearing, I will be seeing. I've written an exam before that I just look at the board and I begin to see answer. He helped me and helped me and helped me until in accounting school, my classmates say, I must be doing charm. The management mathematics that he taught me, I was the one that led. I saw all the questions. And I know I've seen it before. But I don't know where. I just copied the answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then... The lecturer who has been making boasts. Nobody get distinction in my class. I laugh. I say, Holy Ghost, make me the one that will get it. The man could not cancel anything. He couldn't put red by on anything. At the end of it, I think in anger, just put 75%. I say, that's more than what I need. I needed 70 so when we got to the class and everybody was crying, this is too much, they were failed. They failed. He said, but someone here got it. In fact, he said, he got all. It's only I don't want to give him. <laughs> so if you are a student here, I command fresh baptism of the spirit of excellence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 32, verses 12 to 15. Isaiah 32, verses 12 to 15. Isaiah 32, verses 12 to 15. They shall lament for the teats and for the pleasant field and for the fruitful farm. Upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and prayer. Yea, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city. Because the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of the city shall be left. The fort and the tower shall be for dance forever. A joy of wide asses. A pasture for flock. This, this look like a lot, I mean, total shutdown. But there is a conclusion for a turnaround. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from our heart and the wilderness be a fruitful field. That's turnaround. And the fruitful field be counted for a forest. 
Everyone under the sound of my voice that is in the wilderness, I command your wilderness to turn to fruitful field. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So for his full engagement in summary, how then do I engage him in securing my turnaround? Number one, be born again. John 3, 5 to 8, is that is born of the spirit, is spirit. Can two work together except they agree? Until you are a spirit, you cannot relate with the spirit. It is spirit to spirit. You can't communicate with the spirit. So be born again. Remove the works of the flesh. Repent of fornication, adultery. And then number two, understand that you have your root in destiny from him. Your root, it was there when you were created. Your root is connected. You are connected. Redemption has repositioned you for the Holy Ghost to be your guide forever. And number three, recognize that you are helpless without him. In Luke 24, 49, he commanded the apostle, you are witnesses of this thing, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from on high. Don't go. It will be a dangerous mission. You may not return, even though I'm the one sending you. Receive the Holy Ghost. And they waited for 10 days in the upper room until the day of Pentecost. Before you commit yourself to any assignment, ministry, or anything God is asking you to do, <laughs> tarry for the Holy Ghost. Get his instruction. Get his intimation. Receive his suggestion. Get his direction. And then he will make the going great. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And number four, seek for his baptism. If you are here, you are not baptized in the Holy Ghost, don't leave Shiloh Grand until this is done. And where you are now, put your right hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. That's just the prayer. Pray it until you be endowed with power from on high. And you come and share your testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, believe in repeated empowerment. That's number five. The drenching of power. Power is like fuel. You can't fuel your car now and say forever and ever. No matter that car. You take it back to the gas station. And reveal. That's how we are supposed to be revealed every day. So repeated empowerment is what guarantees continuous empowerment. Once powerful, it's not always powerful, except you know how to reveal. A great while before the day, you should stand before God and ah for fresh infilling. Baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues is once. But infilling. 
every day in filling so that there's no gap, no vacuum, no emptiness. It's continuous. You see the apostle doing that in Act 4, verse 30 to 33, that we might be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak your word. And after they have prayed, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Every day in filling shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. And number five, fellowship with him. Fellowship with who? With him. He loves fellowship. He enjoys communication. He loves interaction. Don't abandon him. Don't make him a stranger around you. Intimation with him is what we are talking about. Second Corinthians 13, 14. Look at what the apostle, the man who was drenched in the spirit. See what he said. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the communion. The word communion means fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Be with you all. Amen. May the communion and fellowship with him be with you not only on Shiloh ground, but forever. Yeah. And number seven, walk in the spirit. Galatians 5.25. Walk in the spirit. Drop the walk of the flesh. Be spiritual. Don't be carnal. Don't just be religious. Walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. That is only the Holy Spirit determine your next step. Where you are going and what is happening and where you are coming from. And Revelation 1 10 says, I was in the spirit in the last day. And I have. You can't hear beyond your spirituality. Only the flesh will be dictating what you are to do. Walk in the spirit. And number eight, receive, receive, desire and receive the spiritual gift. The gift of word of knowledge, the gift of word of wisdom. All these gifts are our opportunity for turnaround. Gift of healings, gift of working of miracles. They are all contained in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 9. And finally, the caution, Ephesians 4, 20, don't grieve him. If we read verse 31, 4, 30, verse 31, all the things that grieve him, bitterness, angers, and so on, they are all listed there. May your heart be purged with the blood of Jesus. May you maintain a clean and free heart to connect with the Holy Spirit. Stand on your feet, pray one minute. Holy Spirit, I want you afresh. Baptize me. Feel me as never before. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. 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 Holy Ghost, feel me afresh. A new beginning with you. Take preeminence. I engage you in my destiny for uncommon turnaround. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More of you every day, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'm sure the Holy Spirit has come upon you afresh. Your life will never be the same again. Shall we be seated as we put our hands together as we receive the ministry of the choir? God bless you.
got the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. And I'm abiding. I'm abiding. I found a new way of living. I found a new life in my heart. I got the fruit of the spirit. I know, I know I'm walking in power. 
of the Holy Spirit. Lift up your two hands and give God thanks. If you caught it, give, lift up your hands and give him thanks. If you know you have a helper within you that's there to abide with you forever, give God thanks for that unspeakable gift. Give God thanks for that unspeakable gift and give God thanks for that unspeakable gift. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. How many were blessed by that word from the Lord? Give the Lord the biggest clap offering. And please, you may be seated. We have been told we are helpless without him. We need him to make the most of our journey on earth. And we have him for free. You're not paying anything for it. Repent, he said, and be, and you shall be, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it's available to all the children of God and available for free. I want to believe God that no one leaves Shiloh this year without a raw encounter with the Holy Spirit. God, thank you for saving me now. I need the gift of the Holy Spirit which is available to all that believe. And thank you for this. And you fix your eyes on Jesus, the baptizer, and he gets you baptized for free. No one lay hands on me. I came from a background where we just believe that when you are saved, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So, um, and then why must you be speaking what you don't understand? And with all that background, I said, Holy Spirit, if you are anywhere, baptize me by yourself. And he did. It's so open, it's so free. You won't miss your portion. A woman came to me and said, I've gone around quite a number of places looking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I said, you went to wrong people. And he looked at me because they are people I respected. And I still respect, amen. I said, Jesus is the baptizer. We only have our own portion, each of us. <laughs> if you focus your eyes on him right now, where you are seated, then you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he just started speaking in tongues. 
That's how open and available he is to everyone who genuinely desires him. And you need him. Every one of us needs him more than we need anything else in life. To God be the praise for that world. Amen. Glory to God. Now, we're about to take a second shot this morning. And we have a promise of the Spirit that every session we create a platform for encounter with God. Again, in this next session, you are going to encounter God through His Word. Yeah. And it will open a new chapter to your life. Yeah. You will encounter God through His Word and that will open a new chapter to your life. Stand to your feet, everyone. Amen. Bringing the second word to us this morning is a son of mine in the gospel. An addicted learner who has proved a lot of the things he has learned from Jesus and showing in his life and ministry. It's a blessing to the world around him. And I'm blessed to have him as a son in the gospel. Amen. Praise God. He found this piano here in this church, went through the training here, served in this place, and God has blessed him because when you walk in obedience to his word, he blesses you in return. If you hearken to my voice, observe to do what I tell you to do, all these blessings will come to you and overtake you. Amen. Please join me and welcome Pastor David Ibiome as he brings the word this morning. Give, give that hand to Jesus Christ. If you're clapping, clap the more for Jesus. Give that hand to the King of all kings. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Want to deeply appreciate God for this privilege to be part of this Shiloh. I want to appreciate you, my Father and the Lord. Appreciate you, ma'am. Appreciate. Bishop Abbey and all the seasoned men of God, I don't take it lightly. I consider my preaching today so sacred. It will not be misused or abused. I promise that God will help me in Jesus' name. Amen. When our bishop was here on the Holy Ghost, I said, Holy Spirit, you are a person, so be my helper. So I believe it will help me to share a word with you. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this session be explosive. Let everyone that will hear your word have an encounter with you. Yeah. Let lives be transformed. Yeah. Destinies be molded. Yeah. Each one open a new chapter for us. Yeah. In Jesus' most wonderful name. Yeah. 
give him a big hand. You may be seated. This second section be sharing with us exploring covenant platforms for turnaround encounters with God. Exploring covenant platforms for turnaround encounters with God. I'll be sharing with us from Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. It says, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Our covenant fathers enjoyed divine encounters with God through delightsome service. You can't serve God and not know it. In Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16 and 17, he said, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. But they say, we will not walk therein. So there are two sets of people. Those who are ready to follow and those who are not ready to follow. He said, also I have said watchmen over you saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. So in every meeting, there are two sets. There are those who hear and apply, and there are those who hear and do nothing. Attending powerful Shiloh does not make you powerful. Until you put to practice the things that you have heard. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, it says, For whatsoever things we are written aforetime, we are written for our learning, that we through patience, take note of that word, because that's where I'm coming from, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. I'm laying this foundation from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 also. He said that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience, take note of that word again, inherit the promises. If you look at our covenant fathers, Abraham, Moses, Daniel, Job, name them. They had a common factor. They were all serving God with patience. Now, the word platform, where the message was given from, a platform is a raised level surface on which people or things can stand. So, covenant platforms give you an elevated position for turnaround encounters. Now, in today's message, we will use Job as a case study so that we can get what Job did. I'll use Job in this particular instance because I don't have to go through all of them. Now, Job served God as Satan himself knew. Satan knew that Job served God faithfully. In Job chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou considered my servant, God called him his servant. So have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. God introduced Job as his servant. In every field of human endeavor, there are people who know the way, show the way, and have gone the way. 
You can't follow the examples and miss your way. And I pray today that as you follow the examples of those who have gone ahead of us, you will never miss your own portion in the name of Jesus. And you will never, no one will remain in darkness in Jesus' name. You find a simple path for your destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Our key scripture based on Job is Job chapter 1, 1 to 3. It said, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And this man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 sheasses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Now, Job was the greatest man in his days. Job stood on some covenant platforms that made him so successful in his days. So, we'll be looking at some covenant platforms that made for Job's success in serving God. The number one quality that Job had, which everyone needs, is patience. In James chapter 5 and verse 11, he said, Behold, we count them happy, which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. If you have made a choice to serve God, then you need patience. A master of patience is a master of everything else. Serving God should be given a marathon approach and not a sprint approach. Patience is the fuel and energy that keeps you going until you brace the tape. Hear this and hear me well. Heaven's crown will only fit the heads of those who endure to the end. It's easy to serve God and be fervent for one year, but you have to serve him all the days of your life. Because in Mark 13, 13, it says, He that endures to the end, I pray that none of us will fall by the wayside. Patience is not a gift of the Spirit, but a fruit of the Spirit. It must be consciously cultivated and nurtured. Patience is not something we have, but something we do. You have this, God is not against speed, but God is against unholy speed. God is not against riches, but it's against get-rich-quick syndrome. You know, many of you who fell into the poison schemes and wonder banks like MMM, Pennywise, and the rest of them are all products of impatience and greed. Most people in today's world want everything to happen in an instant. Most people want everything fast. They expect fast results immediately at all times. Serving God is not the cooking and preparation of noodles. You can prepare Indomie meal quick, quick, but serving God is not like that. Rewards for service has a time called waiting time. The waiting time is a time for learning, experience, and stability. 
When someone is with you, you're not wasting your time. Now, hear this. I will share a testimony with you. Yeah, our father told you something. I became born again, and the first preacher I ever met was him. I just gave my life somewhere in the deliverance ministry. I won't call the name of the ministry. And I didn't like the way they were. I said, no, this is not the type of Christianity I want. I never knew him in my life. I've never had his name in my life. And I said, who do I go to? And I never knew in Akwaja I was living in Victoria Island. So somehow, miraculously, first book I had was Little Supernatural. I was given to me. I said, who is this man? I, this is the one I want to meet. A woman walked to me and said, there's a man from your kind of life you meet. She mentioned his name the same day. I said, okay, that's the place. So I found my way to this place. at Now, when I came to Bible school, I became born again July, came to Bible school October. And when I got into Bible school, everything I heard is what I know. Some of you had different backgrounds, so you are so confused. I had only one background, so I heard one man preaching, and whatever I took, I take it. The first thing I heard, he said, take it raw and swallow it all. I said, that's all. <laughs> and while in Bible school, Bishabir taught us still worship. He taught us still worship and told us, look, you have to serve your way to the top. And service was all I knew about. While in Bible school, I was serving. They would tell us to go to the convenience as full-time Bible school students. We are the first full-time Bible school students here. So they tell us to go to the convenience. Everybody would decline. They said, children's church. Nobody would go to children's church. Everybody said, no, 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 no. I can't come as a full-time student and be going to children's church to do what? So our class prophet will ask us, say, we'll go to full-time. I look at everybody. Nobody said, okay, let me, let me go to the children's church. They look at me as a bushman. I went to a children's church, and that time, not now where children's church is well organized. When they go, say, Uncle, you will, you will run till the church is over. <laughs> As you are saying, sit down here, they are pursuing here, you are running here. So you will hear any message, you will just, that's how they will play with you till service is over. <laughs> but while I was doing that, I was doing it with joy. I was serving with all my heart. Doing it, they'll say, when we have breakthrough seminar, they will ask us to stay by the confidence that because the church was so populated, sometimes you see men try to make mistakes to go to the female confidence. So they'll say, make sure a full-time student is here. So when you're going to say, no, no, that's for male. Because nobody reads. They don't look male and female. They just want to enter. So we say, no, this is for women. I was doing that. And then one day, I was going to eat with my wife. Then we're in courtship. And we're going to eat. And then they said, you, come. I said, ah, what have I done? Because when we're in Bible school, if they call you, you must look at your dressing. <laughs> to be sure, there's nothing wrong with you. So they said, I should come. And he was there with uh, some other pastors. And I, they, they were talking. I was standing. After a while, he went up under the tower. And they came and said, you know what? We have chosen you to serve on the altar. I looked at myself. Now, before I was on the altar... Nobody in Bible school serves the sas pastors who serve on the altar. So when the communion is brought, that pastor will take from there and drop. Nobody's permitted to climb the altar except the pastor. So I became the most popular Bible school student in Winners Chapel. And God said to me, I lifted you because you served where others refused to serve. I pray today. Somebody who will serve God, your lifting will never be missing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now hear this again. 
while in Bible school, imagine where I was living, those of you who were in Lagos, Nigeria, because we are speaking to the entire world, Victoria Island to Yenakpaja is not close. I used to enter four vehicles to get to church. And Monday to Friday, I would be in Bible school. Saturday, I would come for evangelism. So Monday to Sunday, I was leaving Victoria Island to Yenakpaja. Entering four vehicles, I wake up at 4 a.m. We ran five services before we came back to four. Now, they were asked us to go for soul winning, and I won 56 abiding souls, not who I preached to. 56. I was not a pastor yet. I was still a brother in Bible school. I won 56 abiding. People do foundation class, baptized in one month. Heavens open. Now, listen. You cannot... I knew I was not going to walk in Winner's Chapel. Understand my point. I knew I was not going to walk here, but I knew that I have to sow a good seed. There are those who knew they were going to walk here, but just wanted that relationship and get out. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Everyone whose heart is pure and serve God genuinely, no devil shall stop your reward. In the name of Jesus. So when I started my own, there was no struggle. Because I've already sown so much seed into Winner's Chapel. So where others were trying to read 10 years was my own starting point. Now hear this. Every time you're sowing a seed, don't think it's a waste. We need to be students of patience. In James chapter 5 verse 7, it said, Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and had long patience for it until he receives the early and later rain. Our possessions are secured in Christ, but it will take patience to assess them. In Luke 21 verse 19, in your patience possess ye your souls. Many are too much in a hurry to sow and reap immediately. The question is this. The day you plant, is it the same day you harvest? You all know the story of the Chinese bamboo. Chinese bamboo grows for four-fifths in four years. But in the fifth year, within six weeks, it grows to 90 feet. Everything of value, including your service, takes time to manifest. The time required to manufacture a bicycle is not the same time required to manufacture an aircraft. That's why the worth, value, and altitudes are not the same. If you want a casual service, then take a bicycle life. But if you want your service to be rewarded, then give it all it takes. The time required to manufacture an aircraft is not the same time required to manufacture a spacecraft. That's why their altitudes and worth are not the same. The time required to, for the growth of a corn it's not the same time required for the growth of a palm tree. And the Bible refers to you and I as palm trees. You can harvest a corn just once and it can only last for a few months, but a palm tree can be harvested several times and can last for several years. The gestation period, length of pregnancy of a rat and elephant are not the same. That of a rat takes only 21 to 24 days, 
while that of an elephant is between 640 to 660 days. That's why the elephant is of more worth than the rat. He said in that James, we read 5 verse 11. He said, you have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy to be path. Job had two challenges, but he never stopped serving God. No matter the challenge you're going through, don't allow it stop you from serving God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You go through challenges. If you read the book of Paul and Silas, we only know it for praise. But take time to read Acts 16. You find that they went for a crusade. They went for preaching. It was after they are through with the preaching, when they cast out the demon in Acts 16 to, 16 to 16, 16 to 18 from the girl, that they threw them into prison. That you have a challenge does not necessarily mean you committed sin. They were serving God when they threw them into prison. There are people, if a car breaks down, they will not come to church. They say, you know what? I was coming to a church and my car just broke down. You didn't break down. It's car that broke down. And they say, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Not even car. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I pray everyone that will serve God genuinely, your reward will soon come in the name of Jesus. Yeah. There was second very outstanding quality of Job in his service. And that's what everyone should have. After patience, live for others to live. Live for others to live. Any service that does not touch mankind is fake. In Job chapter 29, 11 to 13, 15 to 17, Job 29, 11, he said, When the ear heard me, then it blessed me, Job speaking. And when the eye saw me, it gave me, it gave witness to me. Because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. 15 to 17. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and a cause which I knew not as such out. Seventy finally, and I break the jaws of the wicked and pluck the spoil out of his teeth. Shout hallelujah. This was one of Job's secrets that made him command attention in his time. You hear me? There is no exercise better than for the heart to reach down and lift people up. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of others. Jesus said to his disciples, because I live, you shall live also. John 14 and verse 19. He was invariably saying, because I eat, you shall eat also. Because I am blessed, you shall be blessed also. Because I am prosperous, you shall prosper also. Because I am healthy, you shall be healthy also. The list is endless. Hear me and hear me well. Given has never made anyone poor. You can't say you are serving God 
and to pay ordinary transport for a new convert, you struggle. That is not service. Most people live in the prison of self, so they became self-detained in life. If you want to live in joy, don't live for yourself alone. Learn to live for others. Paul said, I'm ready to be spent and be spent. That means if you say truly you're serving God, then be ready to use your resources inclusive. Any service that does not involve your money is fake. Don't say I don't have. When you preach to somebody at your little level, even if it's 100 and I say, look brother, I want to be in church, take this 100 and I pay transport. When God sees you at that level, he will lift you to another level. If by the time you know it, you get the 1,000 and say, look, I'm going to get a drop for five of you to come to church. God say, wow, now I'll move you to 10,000 level. But as long as you're always a collector, you will not go find the kingdom. Hear this and hear me well. No water can drink itself. No fruit can eat itself. And no soil can grow itself. Be like the water so people can quench their thirst through you. Be like the fruit so people can eat you. And be like the soil so people can grow through you. In your own little capacity, serve God with your means. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't be in a church like this or any church where you are because your world is hooking up to this particular shiloh from different parts of the world that you find it difficult as a Christian to be able to tell somebody it's not only preaching. There are people who genuinely just want transport to pay for them. They see the true love of Christ and they become rooted in Christ. God knows I don't have. That's the prayer of a poor man. Any man that wants to remain poor, the first language you have from his mouth, God knows I don't have. When you hear a Christian keep saying that, he has signed eternally for poverty. Because you have to give what you don't have to get what God has sought for you. Wealth without flowing out is useless. If you read the story of the rich fool, the reason why the Bible called him fool was because he was actually a fool. Throughout the Bible, after Satan, it was the only man that said, I, I, I. And if you look at this, where Satan said, I, and his own I, they're equal. <laughs> I wonder why they never even had a wife. He said, I will build, I will do, I will I say, this man, you are a problem. I'm going to allow that. I will buy a car as God bless me. I will build a house as God bless me. I will do this. It means not one thing about the gospel is moving you. Job said here, I was feet to the lame. That was what Job said. I was eyes to the blind. I was a father to the fatherless. And he made me, he made the house of widows glad. That was why he became the greatest man in all the East in his days. A life story, a study from the University of Chicago and Northwestern University found that giving rather than receiving leads to long-time happiness. Life study. In one experiment, 96 participants were given $5 each every day for five days with the option of two, either to spend it on themselves or on others. 
Everyone started off with a similar level of self-reported happiness. The researchers wrote, those who spend the money on themselves reported a, study, a steady decline in happiness over a five-day period. But joy didn't seem to fade for those who gave their money to someone else. You hear me? No poor man can be wealthy if he does not become a giver. No man can pity you out of poverty. And if your money cannot be used for the gospel, I wonder where you want to use your money for. Learn to share what you have with others no matter how little it is. You don't have to have much to be able to reach out to somebody to be blessed in Christ. If you cannot give little things to others, you cannot give big things to them. A man who can't give 100 naira to a new convert, even if he has 1 million, he will never give. Oh, God knows if I have money, I will get buses to rent people. Start from one person coming with transport. If God sees my heart, if he gives me money, I will charter buses. Start from the point where you are. In Luke 16, 10 to 11. And what he said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, we will commit to your trust the true riches. Distribution is a secret for supernatural encounters. Learn to pour yourself into others. It pays. You are in the choir? Look for somebody who has not come to church. Singing without giving is entertainment. Now, you know why? If you notice, most times people who play drum are very poor in churches. Not here. Because when they are giving offering, they will be beating drum. They will pretend as if they didn't see the offering bucket. So they stay on the drum and keep making noise without any effect. But here, yeah. <laughs> you're laughing. Praise the Lord. Before I round off, I'm going to show you something that Jesus did and I'll close with it. In Matthew 25, we all know the story 21 to 23. Praise the Lord. He said, and the Lord said unto him, he gave one five talents, he gave one two talents, he gave one what? One talent. He said, the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. 22 to 23. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. 
And finally, 23. It's lost unto him. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over what? If it is a miracle over many things, and the joy of the Lord. And we all know for time's sake, he gave him another what? Talent. So the reward of service is more service. He gave them more talent. So if you won five souls last year, this year you should hit it to ten. God does not expect your service to reduce. If last year you were able to win five souls, don't win three this year. Because when the man with the five talents, he gave him more talent. So the reward for service is more service. If you're an usher and you used to work for two hours for the kingdom, now extend your time. Keep serving until your time on earth is over. It's not he that starts the race, but he that endures to the end. Nothing should make you to stop serving God. Not even your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your anything. Serve him till your time on earth is over. And I can tell you nobody regrets serving God. I'm a living proof that service pays. I serve there with all my heart. I still serve here. That is, I can't say when I come here, I'm very conscious. I don't display here. Ask me why. I'm giving privilege to preach. <laughs> if you don't respect the altar of your father, next time, they may never ask you to come. <laughs> when I come here, there are things I can do where I am. I don't do them here. Uh -huh. I respect this place. It's a privilege to talk to the whole world here. If he decides to say, David, you're not preaching, I can't say why. <laughs> so, all I need to tell you, I have seen the reward of service. I served, I'm still serving here. Don't think I don't serve. I still serve. I can't say, I think you serve. For Shiloh, we were sowing a seed in prayers and otherwise. I can't say all that. It's not necessary. I still serve till tomorrow. I will never fix a program when he has a program. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I still serve, not with eye service. There's faithful service and there's faithful service. Faithful, you see the man, you lie down. He said, Joseph, that is faithful service. Make sure you're serving with all your heart. And God, who is ever faithful, will reward you. Rise to your feet. Lord, I receive grace to serve you all the days of my life. Lift your voice and pray that prayer in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and tell him you serve him all the days of your life. hands together for Jesus for that wonderful word and please 
you may be seated. Shiloh 2020. And turn around encounters. In this second hour of visitation of Shiloh 2020, it is Shiloh testimony time. Please let the following come forward to share their testimonies. Joy Azuna, Sister Joy Azuna, Mrs. Agbede Comfort, Mrs. Agbede Comfort, Brother Ido Marcus, Brother Ido Marcus, Brother Fred Mark Chuku Fred, Brother Fred Mark. Chuku and Brother Ogbeide Godwin. Brother Ogbeide Godwin. I take it again, Brother Ogbeide Godwin. Brother Fred Mark Chuku. Brother Ido Marcus. Mrs. Agbede Comforts. And Sister Joy Azuna. Put those hands together for Jesus. As you clap better, they shall come faster. Please come forward to share your testimony. Come forward. Put those hands together for Jesus as they come. Your name and what the Lord has done for you. In one minute. I'm Apel Aido Marcos. I'm going to chapel pour rendre grâce à Dieu pour ce qu'il a fait dans ma vie. Il y a une maman qui m'a invité à l'église en Wiener Chapel Cotonou en 2018. Et je suis allé à l'église. Il faisait la publicité de Shiloh. Je suis venu à Shiloh. J'étais au chômage. Et je disais, si Dieu m'a... Si Dieu fait que ma... Si Dieu, fait, si Dieu fait en sorte que ma femme accouche sans césarienne pour cette fois, si je viendrai à Shiloh. Alléluia. Our brother would like to give all the glory to God for what God did in his life. He joined his commission in 2018. But prior to that time, the wife used to give birth to CS oppression. So when he came to Shiloh in 2018, he presented the matter to God. Because the wife was pregnant, he asked God that if my wife was able to deliver safely, I will come and give you all the glory. So the wife delivered safely, first of all. But after Shiloh, when he went back, uh, the baby was dead. So the wife was screaming. The wife was afraid that what happened. He told the wife, don't worry. I have the solution to the matter. He brought out a Shiloh mantle and Shiloh anointing. He placed on the child. He prayed over the child, but there was no answer. And he remember a book that he bought here, the turnaround power of the world. Inside that book, he remembered God's servant sharing the testimony of how he overcame the spirit of death, attacking their daughter to the light of scripture. So when he encountered that light, as he was going back to pray for the child, the child sneezed and came back to life. Et, et Et le deuxième miracle, dans, le, dans la même semaine, c'était que 
Je lisais le livre de Turn Around Path the World quand papa a parlé que je ne peux pas être au chômage. Donc j'ai déposé un dossier avant de venir à Shiloh. J'ai dit, let them call me now. Et ils m'ont appelé et je suis allé au boulot. Ils m'ont donné le contrat. Ils n'ont pas donné le salaire que j'ai demandé avant d'aller. Et j'ai pris la dîme de ce que j'avais demandé. Et j'ai dit, par le Dieu d'Oyerepo, il doit me donner ce que j'ai demandé. Ils m'ont rappelé un mois après et ils ont multiplié mon salaire par deux. Et j'ai eu plus que ce que j'avais demandé. Je suis... Alléluia. Secondly, we like to also thank God because it was jobless at the same time. But inside the same book, the turnaround power of the world, so Papa saying that as a child of God, you are not permitted to stay at home from morning till evening, being jobless. So he told his wife, because of that, I cannot be jobless. So a few days after, he was called by a company where he applied before. And they asked him to come and resume work. They even sent him abroad for a training. So, praise God. Hallelujah. So, they asked him, they asked him how much he wanted to collect it as a salary. He gave them a particular amount, but they divided the amount into two. Despite the fact that they divided the amount into two, he paid the tithe of the amount he requested for. As he paid the tithe of the amount he requested for, they signed him a new contract with a salary that is 12 times better. Hallelujah. Put those hands together for those multiple testimonies. Your name and what the Lord did. Praise the Lord. My name is Agbede uh, Comfort. I come to testify to the glory of God. I got married since 2013. And since then I've been struggling. It's been a very terrible years. I got through all medicals and all the results came back that there's nothing wrong with me. But there's this terrible dream I always have. It will come like a dream. It will come like a trance. There will, somebody will be pointing a knife to my tummy. I won't see the face of the person. And that keeps repeating itself severally. I did all I could. My friend keep inviting me to Shiloh. 2018, I just said it's the same thing. After all, I've been going to prayers. But 2019, I just take the post step. Lo and behold, when Papa was at the altar and he was saying at the time of life that somebody will bring up a child, I claim it because that was my birthday month. And when I go to Mama at um, the, the same classes that we have, the mother and father's classes, I claim the same thing. And after Shiloh, lo and behold, I missed a period for the first time in six years. And she is here with the miracle baby. Put those hands together for Jesus. Praise the Lord. My name is Sister Joy Azona. I've returned to give God all the glory for breaking the um, 15 years um, marital siege in my life. I have had people share testimony in this altar, and I told God that if God will destroy the 15 years um, marital stagnation in my life, I'll return to give him thanks. It was as if it was not going to be possible. But I remember the word of Papa's that he spoke to me one day from this exalted altar. He said, the reason why it looks as if it was not taking place exactly is because God is preparing the very good for me, the very best for me. So I key into that, and I, I was here at Shiloh 2018. I came for the marital breakthrough class, 
And Bishop, David, uh, Bishop Aremu said, someone is graduating in this class today. And I shouted a loud amen. Thereafter, I stopped praying for myself. I began to make a make list of some of my friends that need a marital breakthrough. And I began to pray. I wrote down my date and my month for marital breakthrough, which is March 2020. And when the enlistment for the missionary evangelist came out, the Holy Ghost ministered to me to dive into it. I said, how will I reside from where I was working at Lakey? The job was okay. I was working with Canadian consulting firm, but the Spirit of God prompted me. I got uh, enlisted on that. God showed up and connected me. Today, I am married. I've come to return all the glory to God Almighty. To God alone be all the glory forever in Jesus Marital stagnation of 15 years broken. Put those hands together for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Fred Mark Chuku is my name. I want to appreciate God for his faithfulness. 2008, I was sick, was working then in the bank. Every now and then I was four sick and I went to the lab to check. And I was told I was having hepatitis B. Fast forward to 2017. Already I was married. Then 2018, my wife was about to give birth. And I'm supposed to donate blood. They said, no, you can't. Please check the doctor. They should check your liver. And I knew that things were happening around me. Systems were falling apart. I was serving in the choir unit as a drummer. I would play drums, but I discovered that my strength was just going down. I couldn't sustain for the time I used to play. But thank God, our father in the house has always said, when there is issues, ask God the way out. I went to God, Lord, which way? What are you saying? This can't happen to me. I'm serving you. Lord said, that time we're planting 5,000 churches. God said, sow a seed for just one month of that. And I organized that seed. How much? 108,000. I gave it to God. I said, Father, this is it. And after that, one of the Sundays during the healing period, healing school, God said to me, after drumming, I just stepped out. He said, I have healed you. He said, go and testify. And I stood because the word was heavy. Who spoke to me? He said, go now and testify. I came out, I told the pastor. But the pastor didn't understand he wrote it the way he could understand, but I knew what happened. Ever since then, now it's been one year. No symptom of that again. Strength has come back. God has renewed me. Thank you, Jesus. Put those hands together for the Lord. 11 years, hepatitis destroyed. I am obeyed Godwin from Edo State. I'm delivered from the spirit of alcohol. I've been drinking alcohol for the I've been, I've been drinking alcohol for the past 16 years. And I, I'm also a new convert. I converted September last year. September last year. So when we were coming to Shiloh last year, my pastor told me that I should baptize. Before we went to the baptism, I, I quickly rushed to go and drink. If if, 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 uh, if any new alcohol comes out, my friend will call me. I will be the one to test it and tell them whether the alcohol will sell or not. So the, so the alcohol was disturbing me, destroying my money, my living. So when we came to Chilo last year, 
Immediately, I entered the gate. The spirit, I saw another spirit just entered me. I said, ah, look at what are this multitude doing here? I said, all these people are here seeking God, and we are in Benin drinking alcohol. I said, no, this spirit of alcohol, God must remove this alcohol from me. I will not go back with this alcohol again. So immediately, when we get back home, I, I, I engage in cleaning the church, cleaning, doing the work of God. I drop, I drop everything. Gradually, gradually, God restored my money back, my business, everything. I give God everything. Hallelujah! 16 years, alcoholism destroyed and business restored. You are receiving your own testimony of turnarounds in this Shiloh. Put those hands together for Jesus. For those testimonies, give Jesus a big hand of praise. Is worthy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In a moment, God's word is going to be coming our way yet again. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 8, he sent a word into Jacob and it lighted upon all of Israel. The word of God is God's instrument of turnaround. As it comes your way again today, there will be a dramatic change of story. Somebody believe it, say it louder, amen. We have received the first word. We have received the second word. And the word is coming again the third time. He said, I will overturn. I will overturn. I will overturn. And give it to the one whose right it is. The first overturning has taken place this morning. The second one has taken place this morning. The third one is coming your way this time. And whatever is yet to turn will turn by the word right now. Somebody believe it, say it louder, amen. amen. We are going to turn to God this morning and ask of him, Lord, send me your word this morning. I have come for the word of the Lord. John was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of the Lord. Lord, I have come here for another word from you this morning. Rise on your feet with me, lift your voice unto Jesus and begin to cry out to him for the release of his word. I have come, O oh Lord, for your word this morning. I have come to Shiloh for an encounter with your word. I have come to this mountain for an experience in your word. I have come, O oh Lord, for a turnaround by your word. Lift your voice and pray that prayer from the depth of your heart as you ask of the Lord for a turnaround encounter by the instrumentality of his word this morning he said i will overturn i will overturn i will overturn lord by your word this morning let there be yet another overturning another overturning another overturning in the name of jesus christ we have come before you today for an encounter with your word we have come before you this morning for an experience in your word we have come, O oh Lord, to be immersed in your word. We have come, O oh Lord, to be transformed by your word. Send me my own word this morning. When the word of Joseph came, his turnaround came. Lord, send me my own word in this third session this morning. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your hand to heaven and begin to glorify God. If you know that your word is coming this morning, begin to give thanks unto him. Begin to give glory unto his name. Father, thank you. And blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Bringing us God's word again this morning is God's servant, the first vice president of the Living Faith Church, Bishop David Abioye, coming forth with the word of God. Make that hand bigger for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Will you please join me? Lift up your two hands before the Lord. Let's appreciate him deeply this morning for this hour of visitation and all that we have enjoyed in his presence give him quality thanks give him quality thanks thank him and thank him and thank him and as you do so ask him to speak to you again he's never tired of speaking if someone is not tired of hearing Father, we thank you again. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have given thanks. Amen. Heavenly Father, we can never thank you enough. We can only thank you some more. And that's what we are doing right now. Thank you for all of your blessings this morning. In this hour of visitation in particular, receive our thanks in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, let your word come to us with clarity. Amen. Let your word come to us as light from heaven, Amen. as rain from heaven. Amen. Let every soul be refreshed. Amen. Enlighten and impart us Amen. in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And all the saints of God say loud, Amen. Amen. Please give God a big hand and take your seat. Again, I want to deeply appreciate God and my spiritual father who has mentored me over the years for the privilege given to me to stand on this altar to bring to us the next word. His grace has helped me, and that grace is still working right now. And I believe that this grace will manifest towards someone this morning. In Jesus' precious name. The next teaching is titled, Engage with Scriptural Instructions for turnaround encounters. Engage with scriptural instructions. Let me begin by saying that our turnaround God is not just a father, but an instructor. Psalm 32 verse 8 Hear what God said, introducing himself. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which thou shalt go. 
I will guide you with my eye. So God is committed not only to father us, but to instruct us. Isaiah chapter 48, verses 17 to 21. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, your Savior. So he's not only our Savior, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee. For what purpose? To profit. Not all children of God are profitable. Many children of God are liabilities to God. All they know is give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. If God has a way of running away from them, he will do. You know, there are people in life when they are coming to you, your heart will be panting. Because you don't know the next problem he will talk about. But there are a few when they are coming, you are excited. They don't need appointment. They just come knock at the door, I'm here. As it is in many families, there are star children. They don't call before they arrive. And when they come, it is for the joy of the family. Now get back to that passage. God wants every child of God to live a profitable life. Which leadeth thee by the way that thou shalt go. And verse 21, to save time, when he led them, they did not thirst. Every thirst in your life is over. Yeah. Every dryness in your life is over. Yeah. Dryness is caused by lack of instruction. You cannot be directed or instructed by God and suffer destruction. Actually, instruction is the highway out of destruction. Instruction is your escape route from obstructions. God expects us to graduate from being children to becoming students. Whereas children are looking for the things provided, students delight in getting things done by following instructions. And it is students that excel. It is those who follow instructions that goes up in life. God's intention is to take us to high places of the hearts. But that can be done only by receiving instructions. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, something always come to pass after hearkening to the voice of the Lord. To observe and to do all his commandments. So his instructions comes as command, not opinions to argue, command. Only those who are ready to take command will enjoy instructions. What will happen? That the Lord your God 
shall set you on high. So instruction is ladder to the top. Shall set you on high above. You can't follow instruction and remain beneath. Above all the nations of the earth. If you look at this verse of scripture, there is no place for prayer. Observe to do. Answer will come. The Lord shall set you on high from Shiloh 2020. Yeah. You will be going on high. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 32 from verse 8 to 14. Let's take it from verse 9. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. So they came to him as children. He found him in the desert land and in a waste howling wilderness. But he led him about. He instructed him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. You see, those who follow instructions are always protected. Protection is inside instruction. As an eagle settled up her nest, fluttered over her young, spread it abroad her wings, take them, bearest them in his wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. And as a result of the instructions, he made him. Instruction is the maker of our destiny. He made him to ride on the high places of the heart. He made him. If you see any man made, ask, what instruction was he given to become made? And all the material things came to the maid. Quickly, how does instruction come? There are two basic ways by which God instructs us. One, by an audible voice. We've had God's servant, our father here, tells us several times about how God spoke to him. And some people wonder, why is God not speaking to me? The way he's speaking to him. There's an audible voice, as in the case of Abraham, Moses, even Jesus our Lord, and in the contemporary life today. By hearing audible voice, Abraham became a transgenerational blessing. Genesis chapter 12, from verses 1 to 4, we know that very well. Genesis chapter 17, the Lord spoke to him again to circumcise his, himself and his male children. And chapter 22, how God told him to sacrifice his only son. And thereafter, by those instructions, Abraham became transgenerational blessing. We saw how also Moses, via one instruction, he became a generational wonder. Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 to 10. 
Come, I'm sending you to Pharaoh for the deliverance of my people. I have heard their cry. I've seen their tears. You'll be the one to go. The scripture tells us, describing Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 10 to 12, there was no prophet that ever rose like Moses. Just following instruction. Jesus, our shepherd, our Lord, was always instructed by God. I do not know my own as I hear, so I speak. So I do. John 5.30. Following instruction was what made Jesus have a name that God gave to him. Number two way by which we receive instruction, which applies to all of us, is by the voice of God in scriptures. Scriptures is the voice of God in writing. Scriptures is the documented voice of God meant for our profiting in all areas of human endeavors. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 again, we referred to that a little while ago, it shall come to pass if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. So the voice of God is in the book. The voice of God is in the book. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. All scriptures, no exception, is given by inspiration of God. God went through the authors to write those scriptures and it's profitable for all doctrine. I mean, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect or live a perfect life or enjoy turnaround encounters, be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Last night, God's servant that said that God's word contains 25% principles and 75% instructions. So this book is largely a book of instructions. A book of instructions. No one ever follow instructions of scriptures and remain on the floor. From this moment, your place from the floor shall be changed to the top. Your place at the back shall be moved to the front. The more instructions you assess, the higher you fly in life. In the world of aviation, they don't fly by prayer. They fly by instructions. You don't find the pilot get to the plane and say, oh Lord, I'm about to take off. Grant me safety. That plane will never move from the ground. There are many who are busy praying today but they are not taking instructions. Before going into ministry, God's servant has told us several times the many questions he asked God. God, as I'm going, who will take care of me? And the Lord gave him clear instruction of how he will take care of him. 
No journey, no adventure ever succeeds without clear instructions being received and complied with. Just anyone can fly who cares to follow instructions. Just anyone. There is no peculiarity about any man in life. What makes each person different are the instructions that he received from the Lord. All callings into ministry are same before the Lord. No inferior calling, no superior calling, but one care to find out, to ask questions, how do I move? And God takes his time to give clear instruction. Some people wonder, how have you succeeded in following Bishop Oedipo? Instruction. Instruction. 18th October, 1983. I was privileged to go with him for a conference. Associate of Fellowship of Christian Society. And God called me to a corner and gave me clear instruction. From Luke chapter 16, verse 12. If you are faithful in that which is another man's, I will give you your own. Clear instruction. You see, when you are instructed, you are energized. Instruction takes away from you discouragement. Why? Others didn't hear it, only you had it. Sometimes we feel pity for people who are following God. They can't stop. They keep at it. They are consistent because what they had, you didn't hear. From that day when God spoke that word to me, ever looking forward, come rain, come sun, it's an instruction. And the instruction is profitable to me till today. Somebody say amen. amen. Just anyone can fly. In the school of aviation, they don't check your height. The moment you can take instruction, you can fly. What makes great men and giants in life? Following instructions. Following instructions. There is a saying that those who walk, work with men, many. And those who run, run with a few. But those who fly, fly alone. But see what it takes. Those who walk, use common sense. Those who run, apply principles. But those who fly, follow instructions. So if to fly is your desire, taking and following instructions is a demand. You are limited in height by the instructions you take. You are limited in height. If you want your height to change, 
get further instructed. Amazingly, many of us have heard God's servant talking about different stages of the ministry. Every new phase of this ministry opened up by instruction. They opened up by instruction. If you want a new page to be opened to you, take instruction for it. If you want a new level of business, sit down and take instructions from God. Quickly as we go, how do you maximize scriptural instructions? Number one, identify your peculiar need and inquire from the Lord. No assumption. No assumption. Don't wait. Don't assume. Something is not working in your life. Inquire from the Lord. 1984. God's servant led a few of us to pray over the church for growth. Out of inquiry, Lord, why is this church not growing? And the Lord said to him after the prayer, one, two, three, these are the things to do. And the church began to grow. And the instruction had become a creed for our church growth in this ministry today. Identify your area of need. Why is my business not moving forward? Why is this school not having pupils or candidates or students coming in? Why is this ministry stagnated for this long? In the ministry of Jesus, we had a lot of people who came to ask him questions, and he answered them. Something interesting about God is that he loves people who ask questions. In Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 21, a man came to him. What can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him, keep the commandments. And the man said, but I've been keeping the commandments from my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him. There's an interest that comes from God to people who ask questions. He loved him and answered him. One thing remains that you lack. The one thing remaining for you to have your turn around shall be revealed to you at Shiloh 2020. One thing. Acts chapter 2 verse 37. Men and brethren, what shall we do? God loves people who ask questions. Acts chapter 16, verses 30 and 31. The jailer cried, what must I do to be saved? Now, salvation, as much as it is available, follows a process, follows an instruction. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. 
don't assume anything. As a matter of fact, let your prayer begin with inquiries so that you will not pray amiss. It will interest you to know that giants are made by asking giant questions and making giant inquiries. The size of your question will determine your ultimate size in life. The much inquiries you make will determine your expansion and extent in life. You are as limited as the inquiries you make. You are as limited as the instructions you receive. No assumption. Ask questions. Make inquiries. David, out of zeal, wanted the ark to be brought to the city of God. Out of zeal, they were bringing the ark, put it on the cart, but they did not do it according to the due order, and there was no inquiry made before then. But David was not discouraged. Lord, what shall we do for the ark of God to come? And God said, in the first place, you missed it because you did not do it according to the deal. You see, the subject of instruction is what you can never outgrow in life. In our calling as children of God, there is no graduation. In the physical, humanly speaking, you expect people to become independent, but spiritually there is no independence. All through our lives, we depend on God because we are not sufficient of ourselves to think of anything of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of God. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 13, David could not bring in the ark. And the Bible says, because you did not do it at the first don't you worry if you make a false attempt that you fail. Go back to God and seek the due order. And that's what instruction is. Instruction of scriptures is about observing due order. Due order. It's about following patterns. According to Exodus 25 verse 9, it's about adhering to scriptural traditions. So, the number one thing you do, as mentioned earlier, identify your peculiar need and inquire for relevant instruction. While you are doing that, number two, search for answers in scriptures. Keep searching. We are told about the Holy Spirit this morning. When your heart is panting and filled with question, the answer comes by the leading of the Holy Spirit. But you have to search for it. John 5, 39. Search ye the scriptures. Job 36, verse 3. I will fetch my knowledge from afar. 
I will fetch my knowledge. Number three, meditate on instructions so as to find out the details of what God wants you to do. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 13 and 15. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation and to doctrine. And in verse 15, meditate on these things. Meditate upon these things. Meditation helps us to locate details of what we should do. Meditation simply means reflections. Reflecting on what you have heard, spiritually and mentally, so as to know the point of integration. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly unto them so that your profiting may appear to all. Remember all scripture is given for our profit. You have to take it through the grill of meditation. Somebody say amen. amen. And number four, embrace instruction and follow them adherently and consistently. Adherently and consistently not leaving anything out and consistently so. There are certain instructions God gives to you, you have to do it more than once. For instance, the scriptural instruction to give is not once and for all. Consistently. The instruction to serve God, as we are told in the last teaching, is not what you do once. You do it patiently. Follow them adherently and consistently. Now, let me take you through a few admonitions in Proverbs on instruction. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. That is, let it become your companion. Keep her, for she is your destiny. Destiny is tied to instructions. Chapter 8, verse 10, and verse 33 of the same proverb. Receive my instruction, so it is to be received. Rather than silver and knowledge, rather than choice gold, instruction will outlive silver. It will outlive anything else in life. Verse 33, hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Those who refuse instruction always end as refuse. Refuse it not. Chapter 10, verse 17. He is in the way of life that keepeth instruction. But he that refuseth report heareth. The word air means mistakes. Lack of instruction is why people make mistakes repeatedly. If you refuse instruction, mistake will continue to be your portion. You want to take something, you miss it. That's the meaning of mistake. Mistake means missing the take. You will never mistake again. <laughs> Chapter 12, verse 1 of the same Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is full of just instruction. Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge, but he that hated reproof is brutish. Now, I tried to find out what's the meaning of brutish. 
brutish simply means is is referring to a, a brute, an animal that dies without care. Many destiny have died, have disappeared because they refuse instruction. Remember how to maximize scriptural instructions? Identify your particular need and inquire for it. Search for relevant answers from scriptures. Keep searching. Meditate on your findings or in the instruction so as to assess details. Number four, embrace and follow them adherently and consistently. Number five, don't be wary of corrections. Don't be wary of correction. Several instructions will come via corrections. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 33. A wound and dishonor, sorry please, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his corrections. Verse 12. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrected, even as a father, the son in whom he delighted. Don't be weary of corrections. Don't be tired of corrections. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Remember, one of the content of instruction is correction. And number six, finally, beware of instruction despisers. There are those who despise instruction. Don't make them your friends. There are people who query you over the things that God instructed you to do. Who seek to discourage you. God has told you, do this. They are the ones who will query you. Is it every time that God speaks to you? Every time God told me, every time God told me, every time God told me, and we have not even seen the evidence of what he told you about. Beware of instruction despisers. They don't want you to fly. They want you to remain on the floor with them. They want you to be walking with them. By common sense, beware of them. He that walk with the wise shall be wise, but companion of fools shall be destroyed. Receive grace to escape the trap of instruction despisers. Now, why do people fail to follow instructions? Number one, instructions look too simple, not logical, and not rational. John chapter 2, verse 5. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And truly, Jesus told them something ridiculous. Many times, instructions sound ridiculous, but that is key to the miraculous. Go and bring a big bowl of water, not clean. The bowl that they were using to wash hands is one that Jesus directed them to go and use to fetch the water. And as soon as they filled it up, before they turned, he said, take it, take part of, part of it, and go and give it to the chairman of the occasion. Maybe he's a retired general. You go and give him something that is not clean to drink, something you are not sure, don't taste it. Go and give it to him. And as they gave it to him, he nodded his head. Where did you get this kind of wine from? Instructions 
several times are ridiculous, but in it contains the miraculous. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Number two reason why people don't take instruction is because they say it is too hard to follow. The man who came to Jesus, who wanted to know what to do to enrich the kingdom of God, Jesus said to him, sell all that you have. Sell all you have. Give to the poor. Come and follow me. Mark chapter 10, verse 17, 21 to 30. It was a hard saying for him. He couldn't take the instruction. Number three reason why many don't take instruction because the instruction looks too slow. They can't wait. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Be not weary in well-doing. Instructions will take you time to find the blessing in it. But don't be weary. And number four, why people don't take instruction. They are too modern for God. They are too modern. They are too smart for God. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 and verse 17. God told them, stand in the way. See. Ask of the whole part. The scripture has never changed. The instructions there are the same. If you are too smart, too modern, you will never see it work in your life. It's my prayer today that everyone at Shiloh, whether on ground here or in any viewing center, will find the strength to follow instructions. As I close, let's take a few examples of scriptural instruction. Number one, instruction to be a soul winner. Winning soul is an instruction. John 15, 16. I have seen this work. It has produced greatly in my life. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And he that repeteth receiveth wages. Following instruction for soul winning is for your well-being in all total, totality. One day I went for soul winning. I met somebody that day that messed me up. He abused me. He said all kinds of things. And as I was driving back home gently, somebody called me, I want to see you. Why not? And gave me $2,000. And God told me, that is the reward for the abuses you got today. <laughs> the following week, I went out again. Somebody has called me, can I see you? I said, why not? Gave me $10,000. And God said, that's your reward. Reward for so many. We finished one of our, you know, season of so many. One Sunday, and the same Sunday evening, somebody called me. Not a church member. All the way from Lagos. Can I see you tomorrow? I said, why not? And drove a car to my house. Very beautiful car. And God told me, that's your reward. For following my instruction. That's the reward. What am I saying to you? The instructions of God will always take you up. Take another example. The instruction for diligence. Yes, die man diligent in his business. It may take a while, but he will surely stand before kings and not before me men. I've learned to be diligent at my work. 
like we learned from our father, no going about. And every blessing I've needed come to meet me where I am. I've never requested once, how can I enter a state government house? How can I enter Aso Rock? They invite me. Can you come? No, I cannot come. Why? I am busy. Yes, die a man diligent. So don't go about junketing around your business, your career. Be diligent where you are. Be diligent like Joseph. Be diligent like David. David was busy going about his father's sheep when they called him. Saul said to Jesse, Bring your son, your son that is with the sheep. Bring him. He's the one I want, not the one in the parlor. Be diligent. Are you a staff somewhere? Be diligent. Walk like Joseph, a slave turned to a prime minister. Another instruction of scripture is giving. Give and it shall be given to you. You won't need to, there is no prayer in between. While in our convention before Shiloh started in Rajioba, the day it was announced that we'll be moving to Canaan land, Fe Tabernacle will be built. I had the savings of 150,000 naira, which my wife and I wanted to use to build our first house. 150,000. And God said, that's one I need. Why not? To the glory of God, I've never needed savings to build any house again in my life. No savings again. Not just building for ourselves, building for people. I'm building church sanctuaries. By the grace of God, we're about delivering the third one for this year. No savings. Why? Give. And it shall be given. So, in case you feel, oh, I, I have not had God spoke to me, what about the ones he spoke to you through scriptures? That is applicable to everybody. That's why we are focusing on following scriptural instructions. It works. And it will work for you. I say it will work for you. I say it will work for you. From Shiloh 2020, you are receiving the opening of your ears to hear God. You are receiving the opening of your eyes to see what God is showing to you. So shall it be. Please rise to your feet with me. Pray together right now and ask God. To make you a student, to make you a student. Lord, I have been your child all along. Now I want to be a student. I want to be a student receiving instruction. I want to be a student receiving instruction. I want to excel by instruction. I want to go up by instruction. Somebody pray that prayer right now and receive the grace from God. Receive the grace from God. In Jesus' wonderful name we are prayed. Please give Jesus a big hand and take your seat. Shiloh 2020 and turnaround encounters. Please pay attention to the following Shiloh announcements. Number one, praise the Lord. To ensure that your stay is a memorable one, please acquaint yourself with the Shiloh Bulletin.
which contains the schedule and time of services, specialized sections, available facilities, camp rules, vital contact details, and much more. If you are yet to receive a copy, indicate so, and the ushers will put one in your hands. Number two, please be reminded that the Yoruba translation takes place at the youth chapel, while the French translation takes place at the hope wing of the faith tabernacle. Number three, Shiloh offerings. Be reminded that those who desire to sow their offerings in checks should write such checks in favor of faith tabernacle Canaan land. And all sacrificial seeds should be in favor of faith tabernacle sacrifice. There are also a number of electronic giving channels on the Shiloh Bulletin and the Shiloh 2020 website as displayed on the screen. However, for all those outside Kenan land, please write your checks in favor of the local assembly. Number four, praise the Lord. Be reminded that our specialized sections continue this afternoon. These include healing and deliverance, fathers and mothers of nations, business and career breakthroughs, academic success, breaking generational curses, and breaking marital sieges. The time is 1 p.m. The venue for each section is as contained in the Shiloh Bulletin. And the Youth Alive Forum also continues today. The time is 3 p.m. Give Jesus a biggest hand of praise. The venue for the Youth Alive Forum is the Faith Tabernacle. Number five, praise the Lord. All foreign delegates traveling back by flight should report at the protocol. Foreign delegates welfare committee stand after the service at the open trance to register their departure details. Number six, praise the Lord. Be reminded that the third Shiloh encounter night continues tonight. And the time remains 7 p.m. Finally, number seven. Expect this to be a mountain of diverse turnaround encounters in Jesus' awesome name. Jesus is Lord. Give him a big, big hand clap. Shiloh 2020. Right now, this service, it's time for Shiloh offering. Offering time. Give the Lord a big clap offering. Make it big, big, loud, 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 and shout it loud. Hallelujah. Praise God. In case you've not packaged your offering for this service, do it quickly and do it right now. Put it together in honor of Jesus. Praise God. Remember, we have just been told you are free to give in cash and checks, and you can also use any of the online giving channels. If you are writing checks, you are writing in favor of Faith Tabernacle, Canaan Land. And please remember also, if you are writing checks and you are not in Canaan Land, write in favor of your local assembly. Praise God.
Just a while ago, we heard powerful word on instruction. The scripture says concerning giving, Luke 6, 38, give, and it shall be given unto you. So giving is an instruction. And as you obey that instruction for giving, even right now, I see the blessings of God not just coming upon you, but turning you to a living proof. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. With this understanding, would you please rise up on your feet? Take your shiloh offering right now. Lift it up to the Lord. Present it unto him yourself with your seed lifted up. Lift up your voice and thank him and bless him and praise him and magnify his name. Let him know you are here right now to obey the instruction concerning giving. And thank him because his blessing will accompany you from this day forward afresh. Father, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. With your seed lifted up, Heavenly Father, we have come with financial seed in our hand right now. Obey your instruction to us concerning giving. Lord, let our seed be acceptable. And as we obey the instruction concerning giving, turn every giver today to a living proof. Therefore, these hands that are given today shall never know lack. Even beginning from now, God will begin to surprise you financially. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. A louder amen. amen. Please take your seat comfortably, cast your seat joyfully as you welcome the Shiloh Mass Choir. Yeah. 
to you. Give him again a bigger clap and a louder shout of praise. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Have we been blessed by the first word? Very strong second word? And very, very strong third word. Lift your hands and thank him for all this rainfall, downpour of word. Father, we are grateful. We give you the honor and the adoration. In Jesus' precious name. As we approach the final word for today. Matthew chapter 4 and in verse 4 said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Two things are very clear from there. That 
the quality and durability of life is determined by connection to instruction. The quality of our lives, the durability, man lives by word, is determined by our connection to relevant instruction. You cannot live a life that is of a higher quality than the quality of world that is available to you. Secondly, it takes continuous hearing to experience continuous victory. The word proceeded, it continues. It takes consistent instruction to arrive at ultimate destination. There are two forms of instructions we must know. There are preceding instructions and proceeding instructions. Preceding instructions brought you to where you are. Proceeding instructions take you to where you must go. Abraham had a preceding instruction to kill Isaac. If he had not gotten a proceeding instruction, Isaac would have been dead. But at the point he had another instruction, it is enough. Samuel had a preceding instruction to go to the house of Jesse to anoint a king. If he didn't hear a proceeding instruction, he almost anointed the wrong person. Until God said, that is not. Instruction for the next level. The proceeding instruction. I am available. Lift your hands and lift your voice and just and just speak to God. I am ready for instruction. I am ready for the next instruction. I am ready to move to the next level by your instructions. I am ready, Lord. I receive it. I am ready, Lord. I receive it. Open my ears to hear these instructions and to receive them. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' precious name. Beloved, it's a great honor and a great privilege to receive from the... Hallelujah. Amen. There is no doubt that God has appeared to us in diverse forms from the first world in this hour of visitation. Do you have a witness in the house? Has somebody here encountered a new light? Is there someone here who knows what to do now? Will somebody claim to know what to do next about his life? And that's why we're here. 
and the land was subdued before them. The Lord shall send the rod of his strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of the enemies. So God strengthens his people through spiritual menu for dominion. So whatever you have received and you choose to engage with, we change your level of command. Yeah. And the whole congregation of Israel gathered together at Shiloh. And the land was subdued before them. Joshua 18.1 That was the marching order that birthed this annual convocation. It is ordained of God for confirmment of dominion by engaging with the truth as it releases them again and again. Congratulations. You are living Shiloh with your change of level. This encounter will transform you forever. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. And one way to get the most out of that is as soon as God shows you what to do, dive into it. Dive into it. Procrastination is the enemy of destiny. Dive into it. To go or not to go, you don't get anywhere. Dive into it. Dive. Whosoever first steps in is made whole of whatever disease. Don't write it down for the future. Write it down for now. They are all seeds, precious seeds that you just have to sow into the good ground of your heart and keep nurturing them and keep nurturing them and with patience you bring forth fruits. You bring forth fruits. Once again, lift up your two hands and thank God for the diverse encounters you must have received as a person in this hour of visitation. Whatever name Adam called any of the animals that was the name by which they were called, this is our hour of visitation and you have been visited. Lift up your hands and give God thanks for his visitation at diverse levels this glorious morning. Come on now, give him thanks all over the world, wherever we are gathered together here, all over the world, wherever you are connected to this service. Give God thanks for the diverse encounters he has granted you through the first, the second, and the third world in this morning hour of visitation. Celebrate and magnify him in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Why are you slack in possessing your inheritance with the Lord? And also, slackness is an enemy. Get smart. Quit it like men and fight. Get smart. Encounters will hold or deliver no value without you engaging with the smartness required. The smartness required. Whosoever first steps, you can be hanging around there and never stepping, you just be there. Whosoever first steps, and there is no limit to the number of those who can step in first in any race. Everyone that arrives there at the same time, they fall in the same number. 
So eight of them can get there at the same time and they get gold price for it. So there's no limit. Whosoever first steps, first steps, first steps. We had the word on church growth and immediately we printed come and see flyers. And we are still doing come and see up to now, sir. Is there anybody in Lagos who has not seen a flyer? I don't think so. Yeah, except you are living underground. As long as you are where human beings are, you must have those things. Amen. In torrents. Since 84, 84, you step in frost, you are energized, you are empowered, you are intoxicated. But you're dragging your feet, and I think I will do it later. I mean, I think this time now, there's a lockdown, there's a lockup. You just lose your place for nothing. In the name of Jesus, grace to engage with the light. <laughs> and the encounter on this mountain with the required smartness, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Somebody believe that? Let me hear your loudest. Amen. Father, thank you for this moment. Now speak to us again. And the word of God came to me again. Lord, speak to each one again. Let this session be a plus and not a minus. Let it be a build up on what you have shown us this morning. And let no one return without an encounter with you by your word in this testament. In Jesus' precious name. Give the Lord a big hand of praise and please, you may be seated. Amen. Engaging the master key to a world of supernatural turnarounds. I'm checking out on part two of it. We started last night. And this morning we'll be looking at one very important way of knowing where you stand. Fundamental proofs of our love for God. How do I know whether I am in love for God or not? The Bible is complete about any subject matter. Prove all things and hold that fast which is true. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. Prove all things. So every instruction has its proofs in scriptures whether you are on key or off key. How do I know whether I am in love with Jesus? Or not. When you are in love with Jesus, number one, you flow effortlessly in revelation. Effortlessly. I call you no more servants, but friends. John 15 15, because the servant does not know what his master does, but all that I've heard of my father have made known unto you. You flow. Stress 
Leslie in Revelation. You take the word and it opens up. Glory to God. When you are in love. And as long as you remain in love, the flow continues. No struggle to assess the mind of God from scriptures. You flow sweatlessly in revelation. I believe many more books will come out of my papers after my good old age as Jesus studies and I return home. There will be more books from my writings that are yet to be published by the light I'm receiving from heaven. You flow sweatlessly in revelation. That's his covenant commitment to his friends. You flow sweatlessly in revelation. When you are in love with Jesus, number two, you manifest unusual passion. For the interest of his kingdom, unusual passion. Everything about kingdom affairs turns you on naturally. The zeal of his house naturally consumes you. You are not practicing, you are not struggling, you are just consumed by it. In Psalm 69 verse 9, the zeal of their house has consumed me and the projects of them that reproached thee are falling upon me. Now, that was David writing and it was what Jesus referenced in John chapter 2. The zeal of their house has consumed me. Jesus, when David was a man after God's own heart. One of the manifestations of his heart for God was the consummation of the zeal of God of his life. Paul, an addicted lover of Jesus, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I'm not ashamed. When you are truly in love with God, the zeal of his house naturally, sweatlessly consumes you. When kingdom affairs don't touch you, you are out of touch. You are out of touch.
When you are in love for God, your passion for souls stays alive. Do you love me? He said, I do. Now, feed my lamb or go after my lamb. We got um, a 12-year-old child got saved and brought 12 members of his family. 12-year-old, the lamb. The lamb. Father, mother, and all the siblings. He brought them to church. Go after my lamb. You love me as I do. Go after my sheep. Validate your love by your passion for souls. God so loved the world. If you so love God, you must love what God loves the most. These are fundamental biblical proofs of our love for God. Our love for God keeps our passion for souls alive. Keeps our passion for the enlargement and advancement of his kingdom alive. Remember the Bible says, let us not love in word, nor in tongue, but in truth and in deed. In truth and in deed. So many are out of touch in that area. And so the struggle of life just kept mounting, increasing and multiplying. But we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. All things, all things. You're struggling to make things work. He said, let me show you the secret. All things. We keep working together for the good of them that love God with proofs. Not in words, nor in tongue, but in truth and in deed. 1 John 3, 18. In truth and in deed, when our love for God becomes authentic, he is committed to keep all things working together for our good. All things. All things. So everything is working for me. I give him thanks for it. Everything is working for me. Everything is working for me. Everything is working for me. I don't beg him for it. His integrity commits him to it. Everything is working. Everything is working. 40 years of ministry, no begging. Everything is working. I've never stepped into a courtroom in my life, in my life, my entire life. Everything is working. Now, beginning from Shiloh 2020, as your love for God comes alive, and remains alive, everything, 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 we keep working together for your good. Yeah. When we are in love with Jesus, we identify with him shamelessly. 
Vamos dizer shamelessly. David the lover said, I will also speak of thy testimonies before kings and will not be ashamed. There are many believers. You ask them where are, are you coming from? Just from somewhere there. It's coming from church. We can't see it. He cannot say it's coming from church. Some have never had any Bible in their hand. And they claim to be believers. If you are ashamed of me and of my word, I'll be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels. You don't have a place in heaven. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Romans 1.16 You identify with Jesus openly, publicly, everywhere, unashamedly. Everywhere, unashamedly. Is anybody in that of my stand in this nation and in the world? Just touch Jesus. You will know how gentle I am. Just touch the church of Christ. You will see my gentility. I'm one of the most gentle human beings you ever meet. Without a genuine, authenticate, authentic love for God, the struggle continues. Someone in this church said I gave him the first gospel tract, 1969, the month of July. I got saved in February. My team reached 61,887 souls this year under lockdown. <laughs> Not in open air crusade. Something is happening. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, without doing what I tell you to do? You are in love with God, you will love His house. Amen. You will be addicted to fellowship. Being back home becomes a natural delight. How amiable at the tabernacles, oh God, David cried. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Psalm 87, verse 1 to 11. Psalm 112, and verse 1 to 6. Everyone truly in love with God does not need a push to be in fellowship. Is naturally addicted to it. And by, that, by so doing, it's going from strength to strength. Is finding the path of life, for that will show me the path of life in thy presence. And the Lord thy God, in the midst of thee, in the midst of thee, he manifests his might. In the midst of thee, 
So when you are in love with God, you become a natural addict of fellowship. From where you go from sin to sin by the word of the Lord and from exploit to exploit. Because those who do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Next, when we are in love with God, giving becomes a delight. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 8, he said, this do to prove the sincerity of your love. God so loved, God so gave. God so loved, God so gave. Every true lover is a giver. Not every giver may be a lover. You can give to be known, give to be appreciated. But there is no true lover who will not be a giver. He said, now, where is the love of God in you? Your brother is in need and you say, be warm and go away. No. You give him what he needs to validate your love. To validate your love. First John 3, 15 to 18. To validate your love. You give him what he needs. This is so vital. This is so crucial. David, the lover said, and now because of my affection for the house of my God, I've given all out of my own private treasure. First Chronicles 29 verse 3. Giving is a vital proof of our love for God. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 21, we have this commandment that he who loves God loves his brother also. And we demonstrate that by our given life. When we are in love, delightsome obedience becomes our way of life. Whosoever has my commandment and keeps it is the one that loves me. And if he loves me, beloved my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. When obedience becomes a delight, our love is authenticated. Obedience. When you see a believer saying, well, I know that's what the world says, but it doesn't matter. I know what I want to do. It's not in love with God. Every commandment of the Lord is for our profiting. You obey him is God. You disobey him is God. He say, I am that I am. Tell Pharaoh. Tell the, everybody, I am that I am. I'm the same. Whether you obey me or you disobey me, I am. I'm the same. Delightsome obedience. God says it and you jump at it with utmost delight. Or people even think you are mad. 
utmost delight. You jump at it with utmost delight. Without any feeling for yourself. Then you are in love. But when God's commandment becomes a suggestion to you, an idea requiring your own opinion, then you are getting out of love. You, are, you need to recover yourself. You are getting out of love. You are getting out of love. You are getting out of love. The lights of obedience. Blessed is the man that delights greatly in his commandment. His seed also shall be mighty upon her. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. You need not just obedience, delightsome obedience, enjoyable obedience. Songful obedience. You are just singing as you are going. You are just enjoying Jesus. The mockery is on, but you are just having fun. You are just enjoying yourself. Simply. It's a vital proof of being in love with God. Why am I saying this? I love God, but why are things that are not working? Check these parameters. Check this acid test. How much of these are in place in your life that will tell what level of love you are operating on? You know what David said? How love I thy Lord. If you are in love with Jesus, you get addicted to the world. You are with the world every day. Until these tablets and uh, capsules came, I used the raw Bible and I've used 33 of them. Thoroughly consumed. When there's nowhere to mark, that's when I change it. Or when I want to mark a place and it's now the third time. You know my lifestyle, the Bible is always in front of me. When I'm dealing with anything and it's looking a bit uh, demanding, I open the Bible. Light comes and I carry on. Somebody asked me, do you cram scripture? I said, no, I eat them. I eat them. I was in Nefer for a meeting and the podium was taller than me um, because of the maintenance thing there. There was the light there you hardly could see. And I did that meeting with 62 scriptures, quoted verbatim. One of the students came to me afterwards and he said, Sir, you have used 62 scriptures verbatim. Do you cram them? I said, No, I eat them. I eat them. One day my note was here and I was up on this platform. And I deliver the note and beyond the note. <laughs> because I mean, I, I, I've eaten it. So it's not that uh, somebody took my note. You can't take my heart. He said, let the word of God dwell richly in your heart. If you love him, addiction to the world becomes your new lifestyle. You are just addicted. You see the book as the solution book of life. You see it as the manual for profitable living. 
you are always checking to find out which button you need to press that you have not pressed. Somebody here, your life is changing level. In the name of Jesus. 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 When you are in love with Jesus, serving God becomes a delight. Have you considered my servant Joe? Even under his distress, he was still engaging. God told him to pray for his mockers. He responded with delight. And then God turned his captivity as he prayed for his mocker friends. And here his friends will say, well, why not? Anybody can pray for his friend. They, they, they were tormenting more than the torment of his life. Don't tell us you are righteous. God does not punish righteous like this. You are, you are a wicked man. We didn't know how to tell you before, but this is a proof of your wickedness. And God said, okay, pray for them. He was still serving God's interest in the midst of his distress. And then God turned the captivity of Job because he prayed for his friends. I had a document that I marked never to be read because of the venom that is in it. Of supposed close people that rose to say, How do we bring this man down? And spoke it. Not when it was recorded. No, I mustn't hear such voice. No, I mustn't read such document. So I stepped with it in my upper room, never to be read. When you are in love, what affects others don't affect you. You will forgive anything, so you can forgive anything. Somebody's tool is changing. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. So when you are in love, forgiveness becomes your way of life. You, you don't hold anything to your heart. You don't let anybody's offense get God offended in you. You let him go so you can also go. I was told the church had judgment for a case outside the country. I never knew there was a case. And I'm supposed to be the head. I never knew there was a case. I never knew there was a case. I never knew there was a case. Now, what would you have done if you know? I won't do anything. I would just be praying for souls to be saved and for them to be established in the faith. Nobody wants to be wrong. Those who fail exam, they didn't fail exam because 
they, they wanted to fail. No, they wrote the best that they knew. You didn't measure up, that's it. There was a case against our church also in another country. The Supreme Court ruled that that case must not be brought up anymore. We don't even speak their language. Neither did I know. In case you are holding anybody in your heart right now, let him go. Let that man go. Let that woman go. Huh? Looking diligent, lest any root of bitterness springing up in you trouble you. It's not troubling the people you are embittered about. It's troubling you. Let him go. Let that man go. Let that woman go. Let that family go. The love of God forgives. Amen. We had an experience, my wife and I, on board um, what's it, uh, British Airways. You know, someone who had been standing against our ministry for seven years consistently, unabated. Got to a point where I tore my books and stamped on, on it and said, this is the devil. Now that I didn't know that it was on, play, on, on board that plane, my wife was a bit apprehensive because he has gone to greet my wife, wondering what I would do with him. As I bought, bought the plane and I saw him, hey, how are you? How have you been? How's your family? No premonition. No. I'm going somewhere. Don't block my way there. I'm going somewhere. Don't block my way there. I know where we were when the attack started. And thank God for where grace has brought us. If I allow bitterness in me, we will not get there. Are you in love with Christ? Freely go forgive. Freely forgive. Freely forgive. Are you truly in love with Jesus? Freely forgive. Freely forgive. Freely forgive. And then you find your future opening up with new chapters. Somebody's destiny is changing. These are some of the fundamental proofs of being in love with God. Of being in love with God. Of being, you can always gauge where you are standing without needing a prophet to prophesy to you. When you are in love with God, you are just steadfast in your stewardship. You are consistent. You are not off and on. The spirit of death visited our family and was all out to take my wife. And in the same year, by God's commandment, I was in 27 nations of the earth with the everlasting gospel of Jesus all over. I remember I was in Tanzania when they called me that she was gospel. And said, Jesus is Lord, but I'm going out now for the meeting. She's okay. She's alive and well. She's here today. When you are truly in love, you are naturally steadfast in your stewardship. You obey his last command with utmost delight. 
You are not being wicked or uncaring. You just know the right thing to do. To commit God to whatever looks at an issue. I wasn't going out to prove that I can go out. I was under commandment. So, if I stayed back, I couldn't heal her. The healer said, go out and leave me with the rest. Amen. One day she was gasping for breath in the U.S. And the Lord spoke to the sage, T.L. Osborne. Get that now and see faith. Get that now. He drove. Old man drove. Got to the hospital. Where's faith? Where's faith? She got there. She was gasping. She was virtually at her last breath. And that anointing stood over her. And Jesus recovered her. Amen. You are in love with God. You are, you are steadfast. Like you had the other time, somebody had a car break, time, break down. And for that, I can't go to church. Who are you going to church for? For yourself. Is it not God's fault who gave you a car? Amen. You are jumping for different vehicles to come to church. Amen. Is it not God's fault who gave you a car? One day, you know, I was going for a meeting and the car broke down. So I left it and went for the meeting. When I came out, because the key was in my hand, I thought I came with the car. So I was going towards the car park. Then I look up. There was the car. Oh, I said, no, the car is on the road. It wasn't part of my thought. I must meet that meeting. They don't give offering in those days. So you are not going there to receive any offering from anybody. You are going there to serve Jesus' interest. The car broke down and I forgot. One day I got to Mekaduna and my wife said, what of the car? I said, the car broke down and I left it. He said, ah, so we stay with it. I said, if the car could move, I would have moved it. <laughs> Amen. I slept and enjoyed myself and prayed and, you know, uh, asking God to visit us. Not the car. Praise God. May everything blocking your, still, your steadfastness and still worship clear off your path today. Let me hear your loudest amen. Yeah. You know why you have to be steadfast? You shall reap it. In due season, if you faint not. When is due season? When you are due. Who determines it? God. It determines when you are due. So keep at it until you are considered due. And then for the next level, keep at it. Until you are considered due for the next level. And for the next level, keep on doing it. Until you are considered due for the next level. You have to keep doing this and doing it over and over again. And you keep changing level over and over again. That will be your experience in the name of Jesus. And let me show you this. If they obey and serve him, what happens? They shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. May no one ever tell the story of when he used to serve God here. Yeah. Now, you don't have to be a pastor to serve God. Abraham was a servant of God. He was not a pastor. He was not a preacher. Amen. Job was a big-time businessman. He was a servant of God. And God was proud of him. He's a servant. David the king was a servant of God. I found David my servant, my servant, my servant. So you don't have to be an apostle, a prophet, 
Man, I've been a servant of God since he taught me how to. Amen. Since he taught me how to. So I've been preaching crusade before I was called to ministry. And same people say it. That was a year I determined that no day must pass without me finding somebody. And I would just lay and stand and find out who looks like he needs the kingdom. And then run to him. Jesus loves you. Be on song. He's not the one. No one. Find somebody else. Jesus sent me to you. Eh? Yes. Then he has the gospel. Somebody's story is changing here. So serving God is not a calling, it's a choice. We are told that. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. It's not that somebody has called and then he's called now, he's a servant of God. No. Not every called person is a servant of God. No. Many are co-leaders with God. Somebody asked me, what about security when you go out? Ah, security. <laughs> I give to you power to dress upon service and scorpions. Don't worry, the power of the enemy. When shall my enemies hurt you? Security. If you be followed of that which is good, who will hurt you? With security, who knows you are there? People are dying. They need Christ. I'm talking of security. Security of who? I've been secured all along. Praise God. Secured all along. We got to a place where the mosque decided to pull down their microphone for us to preach the gospel. On their own. They say, Papa is here. Please lower yourself. Ah, he's here. Let's put it off. They put it off for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. No one here will ever tell the story of when he or she used to serve God. And watch it. The blessings of stewardship will never cease speaking in your life. Job said, even if he slays me, I will yet trust in him. Serving God is a proof of our love for him. Another proof of love is supernatural strength. Say with me, supernatural strength. He that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. He said, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint, and be weary, the young men shall utterly fall. 
but they that wait upon the Lord, who are serving the Lord, who are in love with God, shall renew their strength. You see, the Almighty fainteth not, neither is he weary. When you are in love with God, you are supernaturally energized. You are sold out to him, so he infuses you with the strength to keep doing his bidding all your life. Remember when we uh, know the length, the breadth, the height, and the breadth, and the depth of the love of God, we are filled with his fullness. And it's neither, he fainted nor neither is he weary. There is no searching of his strength. There is no limit to his strength. So if Ephesians 3, 17 to 15 comes our way, as we keep growing in law, we begin to exhibit the strength of the Almighty in our life. I cause, therefore, every form of weariness. Did you see Moses at 120? His natural force was not abated. His eyes were not dim. It was a man sold out to God and to his purpose. He took his life in his hand and headed for Egypt. And love is as strong as death. It was a raw demonstration of his love for God and for his agenda upon the earth. He wore the strength of God. What did he wear? The strength of God. Look at the man by name Paul. The kind of thing he went through is that he shouldn't survive. Shouldn't survive. Jesus was given 39 stripes once. He got it three times. Then he was now beaten with rods, another set. Amen. He was lost in the deep overnight. In all these things, you are more than conquerors. There was unusual strength at work in him. That strength becomes your portion from now. Yeah. When you are in love with God and you remain so, and you keep growing in your love, his strength keeps manifesting in your life over and again. There are many people here at 100, you will still be as sand as stone. So when you are in love, you are in strength. When you are in love, you are in strength. May Shiloh 2020 mark the turning point you have been longing for in your journey in the name of Jesus. Mark the turning point you have been looking for in the name of Jesus. And finally, when you are in love with God, diverse encounters becomes your natural experience. Diverse encounters with God becomes your natural experience. It keeps showing up on your matters. It keeps showing up in your affairs. 
when you are truly in love with God, turn around encounters becomes your new way of life. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what I've reserved for them that love me. Eyes have not seen. I have turned around packages in levels for my lovers. It's always there. It appears to you time and again. Every appearance opens a new chapter time and again, time and again. It's a new dawn for you. We can settle down to locate these factors and begin to appraise where we stand time. We are with time for time. Don't tamper with my love for God. I forgive you. Amen. I'm going somewhere. Don't block my way. You say it's your own. Take it. Amen. Take it. Somebody's story is changing. No one is ever in love with God at a loss. The love of God at work in your heart and my heart makes us highly profitable citizens of the kingdom. Highly profitable. We keep generating values in levels. Think of where Abraham got to. You are getting there. Amen. Think of how far Moses went. You are getting there. Amen. Think of how high God lifted Jesus. You are getting there. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your two hands, everyone, and ask the Holy Ghost to keep the love of God alive in your life. Ask the Holy Ghost, keep the love of God alive in me. 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 In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Yeah. Among 
the proofs of our love is express answers to prayers. Elijah was a man of like passion. His passion for God was responsible for the express answers to his prayers. Express answers. David was a man that was in love with God. Every time he called, heavens responded on the spot. Shall I go up? Go up. Shall I go up? Don't go up. Shall I pursue? Pursue. The instant answer. Our love for God entitles us to express answers to prayers. And what more? The world is looking for this. Our love for God is validated by the joy of the Lord. Because in his presence there is fullness of joy. He that dwells in love, dwells in God, and God in him. Everyone in love is in joy. Everyone in love manifests the joy of the Lord. They are ever smiling. Praise God. They don't know the meaning of depression. They live above the shadows of it. It's far from where they live. Amen. Amen. You hardly can find out from them at any time what is wrong. They don't look like anything is wrong. They don't speak like anyone with whom something is wrong. They are just in their class because of divine presence. Because of what? And I will manifest myself to him. My presence will show up. So he's in joy all the time. He's in joy all the time. He's in joy all the time. I've not had one sleepless night over this ministry. Is enjoy all the time. The only time my wife was challenged, nobody had the opportunity to say sorry to me. Is when you come in, how are you? I said everything. Are you okay? How was the service last Sunday? Is everything go fine? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're doing very fine here. You just carry your greeting and take it somewhere else. Amen. And no pretense. That is the real thing. That. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Joy you can't determine, you, you can't define, but it's full of glory. That's the kind of joy you'll be seeing from now. Yeah. You know something? There are many people here, you won't know depression anymore in your life. Yeah. You will not be found weeping behind closed doors anymore. Yeah. Praise God. Now, let me tell you my fully. When I knock any door and it's not open, Jesus must have seen something dangerous in that door. So let me turn my back. Because when I knock, he opens. Hello, Jesus. He said, boy, careful. Hello, Jesus. I want to go to that place. Boy, careful. Thank you. It's not a good door for me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, something has broken loose in your life. Yeah. You will not lack the evidence of the love of God anymore in your life. Yeah. And from now, everything will keep working together to your advantage. Yeah. Everything will keep working to the advantage of your business, yeah. of your family, yeah. of your ministry, yeah. of your spiritual life, yeah. of your children. Yeah. All things 
working together for your good from henceforth. And so shall it be. Amen. Lift up your two hands, everyone, and celebrate the faithfulness of God. Magnify Him. Glorify Him. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. How many had the testimony of that French man? Did you hear his testimony? His dead child came back to life from what he read in the book, The Turnaround Power of the World. It's not in French yet, I don't think so, and, so, and his English is not, uh, it's not yet matured. Yet, the little thing he found there brought his dead child back to life. The little thing he found there gave him a job. Now watch. He got the job and they were not going to pay him what he requested for. Yet he paid tight of what he expected. And they gave it to him eventually. Twelve eh? times. Twelve times. They gave him twelve times of what he requested for. I mean, there is power in knowledge. There is what? Now that child will have been dead forever. And he will have seen be jobless till now. But everything turned as he encountered the world. Everything turned as he encountered the world. Everything turned as God appeared to him through his word. Everything, 12 times the salary you requested. By paying tithe of what you expected. Apart from what they gave you half of what you expected, then you still pay tithe of what you expected. And God said, ah, you did that, and multiply it 12 times. Amen. What am I talking about? Every great story is a product of an encounter with the world. Get as many of the books as you can get and settle down in search of light. Settle down in search of light. Something is ordained to turn and to keep turning in your favor forever. Settle down, settle down. Settle down. Thank God for his grace, but thank God for the light I contacted from various books I was privileged to read and the understanding he gave me of them. If you remove that from my experience, it will be less than 50% remaining. So I would have lost 50% of my present life if I didn't have an encounter with books. Someone said, you'll be the same that you are today in five years' time except for two things, the books you read and the people with whom you walk. May you not work with wrong people. They can wreck your destiny anyhow. Everybody that traveled with Jonah went down with Jonah. Everybody went down. All the ones that follow Absalom. They went in their simplicity. They didn't know why they were going. Absalom is the king. His father is very stupid. Absalom is the king. They say, be saying so, Absalom is the king. Get Fanta, Absalom is the king. Get Coke, Absalom is the king. They went in their simplicity and they all perished in calamity. All of them. Those who went with Datakura and Abiram perished with them. My son, when sinners entice you, consent now. The books you read and the people with whom you walk. Are you coming from Shiloh? What did they tell you there? You people can hear stories. God is the one who determines who goes up and who comes down. 
Nobody can experience turn around except God gives him. No, these things are all just matters of luck, you know. Don't follow Papa too closely. <laughs> Amen. You won't find wrong people around with you. May the Lord keep you focused on the only one life you have. Only one life, no spear. Only one life, no spear. You won't waste it in Jesus' name. You won't waste the only life you have in the name of Jesus. So you find all the books around, you are interested, go look for them, and then see God decorate your life as you encounter more and more light from his word. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Remain blessed. His blessings makes rich and it has no sorrow. No more sorrow. No more weeping. It shall be laughter all the days of your life. It shall be laughter all the days of your life. It shall be laughter all the remaining days of your life. No one gathers to mourn in your household. The siege of untimely death is over. You will not weep over your business. You will not weep over members of your family. You never cry over your children. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed with the blessing of this house. Be blessed in your going out and your coming in. And be blessed in your work with God. Give the Lord a big hand of prayer. Let's make that cup bigger, bigger, bigger for the Lord. For the blessing. The rain of blessing that has come upon you and I. Give God another hand. Blessed be God forever. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say loud, Amen. Yes. Amen. Mean, let it be so. Will it be so for you? Yes. The specialized classes will be coming up, as announced earlier, at 1 p.m. While the Youth Alive session will be at 3 p.m. Meanwhile, for any of us that will not be in any of those sessions, ensure you take your time to be alone with God reflecting upon all the things that God has communicated to you. Be blessed again in Jesus' name. Let's share the goodness of the Lord together. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. It is my year of breaking limits. Then what eyes have not seen nor ears heard shall be your experience all through the year 2020. Congratulations. Amen and amen.